Log Talk Radio. Anniversary. 
1979, June 30th, is when I got serious with my relationship with the Most High. I didn't even realize that. My spiritual anniversary. Well, anyway, folks, I want to thank everybody for joining us for another episode of uh, Blog Talk Radio. I don't know how long we'll be doing Blog Talk. Um, there's so many other tempting things to do out um, on the net. And sometimes you got to change up. But I've been pretty happy with Blog Talk, allowing us the opportunity to share these five major revelations over the last, what is it, I guess three years. But before I even begin, it looks like we have a question. I don't know how people have a question before I even begin, but you never know. So let's go to the phone lines um, before, I mean, this question came before I even signed on. So tell you what, let me do go to the preliminaries and then we'll come to your area code 718-743. But again, you've reached... Five Smooth Stones, and I'm Brother Seth, and tonight is open forum. Open forum is as open as you can get. That means we're talking about whatever is on your mind. Simple, simple. I tend to like the shows that have a message to them. I tend to like the shows that have a, you know, we're going somewhere. Uh, But some of you, for whatever reason, you like these shows that don't have a specific direction, and I cannot figure it out. To save my life I would think people would want to know What they're going to be talking about But I guess everybody's not like that So anyway Whatever persuasion you are of I'm just glad that you have joined us tonight And I'm thankful That you thought about us Thank, I want to thank those of you that's on the phone lines Already Ahead of time Early Like I one caller with their hand up With their hand up And uh, those of you in the chat room I want to thank you for being there so soon, so quick, and I appreciate that. I really, really do. I feel every single show I do, and I don't know if y'all think it's just formality to me. What it is, and it is formality, but I do mean mean it when I say I really do appreciate those of you that's here on time because that tells hosts that you're interested in them and you support what they're doing. Tonight, like I said, June 30th, Saturday, Shabbat Shalom to all those Israelites out there that have rediscovered who they are, genetically speaking, and um, have start to make their, way, make their way back home. Hopefully you also uh, allowed your heart to follow the ways of Israel and not just your biological genes. But Shabbat Shalom, if you are one of those Israelites and you are observing the Sabbath, if not, and some of y'all observe the Sabbath in different ways. Some of you, uh, some of us believe that the Sabbath is supposed to be a daily thing. We have to, we're supposed to cease from works, from doing things our way, and take on this rest that the Bible talks about that comes with having received the Messiah. Whatever persuasion you have, whatever Shabbat you observe, I know there's going to be some people that won't like how I worded that, but I mean there are a lot of different conversations going on about that. Anyway, tonight. Uh, I'm looking to have a time where I relax and hear from you. And having said that, I want to go straight to the phone line and see who, in fact, is this caller that's called so soon, so early. I do want all the callers tonight to identify yourself, what you want to be called, I should say, and what city you're calling from. Again, 
where you're calling from, and what is the name you want to go by. Area code 718 you're on the air. Go ahead with your question or comment. Hello, sir? Yes. Hello? Oh, good yes, evening. Thank, thank you for taking my call. My name is Ruthie, and I'm from New York. Okay, Ruthie. And um, I have a I have a a question about friends, you know, because there I feel like there are people that come in your life and they they may represent good or you know they say they want to represent good, but I don't know the the term that I would use probably like frenemy. Because there's people that come in your life and they seem like they come with friendship and whatever, but I feel like this, if a person is doing anything that will hold you back or not allow you to be the person you are, then they can't possibly be a friend. Well, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean... I mean, how can I come behind you? That's huh? true. What you just said. How can I come behind that? How can I come behind what you just said? That's true. Well, you answered your amazing. own question. Oh, I answered you, my own question. <laughs> yeah, 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 Ruth, you answered your own question. I mean, what can I say to that? I'm not putting myself tonight as no counselor or nothing like that. I'm just a brother listening. Um, I'm just the facilitator or the coordinator of this show. Y'all have more answers some some nights than I do. I just enjoy doing these blogs from time to time. It don't make me superior in any way. But I will say like Apostle Paul said, you know, I do have the Holy Spirit, and the Father does speak to me as well. I'm not going to take a back seat to nobody, but I don't. I'm not nowhere near the teacher or the um, even the person that's going to do the inspiring tonight. I'm just a person that's have a show, and I like to see, hear people just like yourself come on the line and just share whatever you feel. But I would agree with you about the whole friendship thing. I think uh, I think what you the only thing that concerns me about what you just said is I I don't know why they use so much of your energy if 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 you know they're the enemy. And just cut them out of your life. The Bible says, "Flee the very appearance of evil." Flee the very appearance of evil. That's what the scriptures say. Mhm, mhm. I I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you got people in your life and they're sucking you dry and they're taking from you, they're taking, 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 taking. That is an enemy. That's not your friend. That's an enemy. And enemies need to pe- need to be away from you. They, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna rob you. They'll 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 not just put you graveyard dead. They'll put you graveyard dead without the father in your life and heart, which is worse than just being dead. You understand what I'm saying? No, I understand exactly what you're saying, and you know you you know I, I appreciate what you're telling me because you will meet people in this life and they'll be talking about they know the Lord and they love the Lord, but they 
they are not. Like, the only way to tell them is by what they actually doing. Right, that's true. That's very true. Very true. And all I would say to you, uh, Ruth, right? That is correct, right, Ruth? Yes. The only thing I would say to you is don't be afraid to believe your own spirit. Don't be afraid to believe your own mind. Don't be afraid to believe what you what you're speaking out of your own mouth, because you're just you're saying the truth. I mean, you know in your heart when people are really for you. You, you know it. You you have that spirit. God is. I, I I I'm assuming some things here, but I would assume if you're a human being, you definitely have a spirit. And human beings, even though they don't pay attention to their spirit and they don't they don't harness it, they don't do a lot of the energy to to get to know their human spirit, uh, they're not spiritual. I mean, to to say, they still are they they still are spirits living in a natural, physical, deteriorating body, and you know within your spirit when something ain't right. You may want you may want somebody to agree with you. You may you may kind of second guess yourself or second. You may have second thoughts about it, but you are going to have definitely some thoughts when things ain't right. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know exactly what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. You are definitely going to have some thoughts questioning uh, uncomfortable like in your in your spirit when things ain't, you know, when when a person is not quite right. So I would just say this to you. If I mm-hmm. may, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a counselor. I ain't going to stand in the seat of a counselor, but I am a human being, and I am a human being that, that, that seek the Father in my life, and I do have the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not always led by the Holy Spirit, but I can say this. Based upon what you're saying to me, you already got second thoughts about this person. You already begin to, uh, I mean, I don't mean to say that. You already have thoughts about this person. You already is beginning to something right in your spirit about these people, okay? Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you this: without being too personal, now sometimes when people feel uncomfortable, it ain't the other person is them. You right. know what I mean? Sometimes, uh-huh. sometimes when people are, are uncomfortable, it ain't that they have run into the enemy. It's just that they have run into the light, and they were walking in the path of the enemy. So, is this something you can share? You want to share what happened? To where you felt like this person was your enemy? Is there something you want to share with us? You don't have to, though. Oh, um, well, what I realized, the person, how we met is we we got connected because of a cause, like, and it was a good cause. And you know, after I was done and finished with the cause, the the person wanted to continue. A friendship, and so they would often call me up and say, "Come on, let's go hang out," and and hanging out with them, you know, you know, you get to know how a person really is, and so, you know, I just happen to notice little things like the person always talks about themselves. Um, it's always about their view. Uh, they always ask for money. Like they never offer to take me out, but they often they often want me to take them out, and I'm like, 
you know, there, there's nothing wrong with taking a friend out, but when it becomes excessive, I mean, that's a bit much. So, you know, people have their perceptions, and they might think that, oh, well, she must be doing better than me. She can afford it. You know, it could be different reasons, but um, I think primarily, you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody or a friendship, you should be uplifting one another. And I don't get that at all. I just get that the person is about themselves. Like, it's about what they say and what they want, and other people's views don't even matter. Or if you were, if I were to express my views, it's like so foreign to them. And, you know, just comments that they make, I think I came a long way as far as, you know, my views of how women are treated. And I happen to think that, you know, their views even regarding women, I mean, like the stuff they was telling me about their perception. I'm a black woman, but their perception of the fact that they felt that black women um, were na- are, are nagging and, you know, I just, I don't know. I think that was like the icing on the cake. I mean, if you're a black woman and you're going around saying black men don't want you because you, you're you mean and you're nagging and assertive and, you know, you can't be pleased. And I was just, I was so shocked. I was like, are you kidding me? Are, are, are you kidding me? Because it's like you're making excuses. So this is a male, I'm, I, I, I take it you're saying, this is a male talking about black women and doing these things that you feel like is, is tearing you down? No, this is a, a female, and I'm like, I didn't I didn't agree with, I don't agree with a lot. You don't really know people until you spend time with them, but I'm just saying that was like the icing on the cake for me because, you know, we are both, the person is a black female, and I'm like, she was saying all kind of negative stuff about black women that we are this and we are that and we are nagging. And I'm like, I'm not even like that, you know. And I have had good relationships with black men, and some of them have been bad. But I'm just saying that to sit there and, and say that we are this and we are that and we are nagging and we can't be pleased and we're hard to please. I mean, it just didn't make sense to me, and I thought it was very negative to even be thinking like that. Like, th- that is not my my thoughts about black women, period. I don't really think that. I think that, you know... People have to be accountable for their own actions, and you can't go around blaming yourself and blaming other black women because they are the ones that are single parents. they raising children. You know, if you looked at the statistics on black families, it's staggering. So to well, me, it was this. like let's blaming the victim. Let's do this. I want to welcome everybody again to the chat room. Those of you just joined the chat room, welcome, welcome, welcome. Feel free to share your mind, and uh, let's keep it serious. This ain't no joke. We're here to have a good time, have fun. Um, 
be able to talk to our brothers and sisters, learn from my brothers and sisters. This is a very serious t- uh, um, chat room and phone lines. Uh, those of you with your hand raised, bear with me. Give me be, be a little patient with me. I'm coming to you. Area code six eight two two three three. I'm coming at you. Uh, but I just want to say to the sister before I uh, move on, and that is this: a couple of things I was listening. And again, I'm not putting myself as a counselor. I'm not putting myself as some as your advisor or none of that. I'm just putting myself as a brother. Just as I'm talking to you as though you're one of my sisters. All you my talking to you as one of my brothers. It sounds like to me, if I may even say anything about your life, that number one, you're not really telling this person these things. I can just seem like by the way you word stuff and some of the things you said it don't seem like you're telling this person what you said to me. In other words, if this person chimed in and heard you talking, they would be shocked at some of the things you're saying. And I've always been told women communicate better with men, and so it probably is not that difficult for you to share these things with this person. And if it is, there's ways that the most high can share with you how you can do that. But I think you need to talk to your sister that you have these issues with. You need to talk to your sister and say, you know, I'm a black woman. I don't like you putting down black women. But she could be just talk. She may not even know how you feel. She might, she may word it a little different. She might say, well, I'm not saying all black women. I thought you knew that. I didn't think, I, I wasn't saying all black women, Ruthie. She might say that. So she might even know the angle you're coming at. You're hearing her and you're saying, yeah, 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 and she's just talking and she don't know that you don't really even agree I mean, she's thinking that you know that she don't mean all. I mean, the reason why I'm saying this is because I have, I've, I've had this to happen with a couple of friends of mine in Cincinnati when I was up there. You know, I would, they would be talking and sharing and sharing, and I'm thinking they're coming from one angle, and so, you know, they're not. They might say all black women. They mean all black women. Or they may say some black women. They just they do mean some. They don't mean all. So, you know, there's a lot of things you were saying there. I think you need to sit down and talk to your sister. Talking to me is great, and this is an open forum, and we're talking about whatever's on y'all's mind tonight. But I just I just feel like that would be what I would have to offer you. Now, somebody else may call call after you, maybe the next caller, or anybody may have something to say about this, maybe so. But anyway, that's my uh, – that's my uh, – advice to you. And the second thing, first and foremost, you really and truly people talk about the Father and 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 and, and, and the Messiah all day long, but we you really gotta ask God for wisdom on this particular information because I don't know what to tell you. Other than what I'm hearing, and it could be true, because I am hearing it, I'm sure other people are hearing it too. By the way you say different things, it's like you're not talking to some other people. You're not talking to this person, this this female, this young lady. You need to tell them how you feel, for real. So, well, and, we had. And, 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 uh, by the way, one, one one other thing I want to say is, is don't sound mm-hmm. like you said that, that you you said with at the beginning of the call that you felt like they weren't following God. Everybody talking about they following the Lord ain't. Well, I disagree with you on this, sister. I don't think I I didn't hear proof that they weren't following God. I hear proof that they are, let me say that say it another way. I didn't necessarily get from you, from the information you shared, that this person is 
are fake. I think they may be real. Real Christians are greedy. Real Christians will let you pay for your pay for their uh, every time you go out. Act like they don't have no money. All the characteristics you said about this person, real believers, I should say, they do that. Yes, they do that, but they do that when they're not reading their word. They do that when they're not uh, having good, healthy fellowship with people. They do that when they're not seeking the most high with all their hearts. But do not misunderstand what I'm saying. Believers, mm-hmm. followers of the most high, saints, whatever you want to call people that pursue the Father, they do all those things you mentioned if they are weak. And we got a lot of weak followers of the Most High on our mm-hmm. planet. Go ahead and make a quick, uh, 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 go ahead, and I'm going to let you answer, uh, and then I'm going to move on to the next call they've been holding for a while. Okay. No, I, I appreciate what you had to say, but I took my time and I gave her examples of like concrete examples of what really is going on. And when I started giving examples, she acknowledged that the examples were right, but she still was maintaining that essentially that's the way we are. And I just felt that that was, like, derogatory because you can't tell you can't tell me how I am because you don't know me. It's like... Someone, like you have a friend, and your name is Monica, and they insist on calling you Simone. You know, I mean, they calling you another name. I mean, that's not your name. And, you know, you you say, call me Monica, and they calling you Simone because they feel like calling you Simone. That's all I'm going to say. Right, and I understand that. I understand that, but just sister, the only thing I would say to you, and please, please understand my heart in this matter. Just make sure all your feelings is on the table, that they know how you okay. feel. Because you, you're saying some pretty strong stuff when you say they claim to follow the law, but they're but they they're not. They're not real. They real. They just there are real people that's weak. Look through. Look in your Bible. There's a lot of real, meaning they truly believe and they truly are pursuing a relationship with the Father, but they're just weak. So we don't want to throw people under the bus, then all of us are under the bus. None of us deserve to be called believers and followers of the Most High if we're going to go, if we're going to set the standards to perfection because we are pursuing that. Now, I know the Father did a perfect work inside of us. Spiritually, we are perfect. You know, spiritually, we are for sure perfect, but we don't always walk in the spiritual. We're not always spiritual. We're very fleshly and worldly. Okay, so Ruth, I'm going to move on. Listen, if you have another comment later on, I want you to press one. Wait till I put you on hold, and I want you to press one. Later on, if you want to come back, it's not a problem. This is one show you can talk more than once, providing we have the lines available and we don't have, you know, providing a lot, providing nobody else on the phone line have a question. You can come back on later on, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, and that's that's Sister Ruthie, all the way from New York. And she has issues with a sister that she believes is not necessarily following the father. And I, I just, you know, we got to be careful because 
Maybe this person is doing all the things she say. What if Sister Ruthie is right? That still don't mean they're not a believer. That just means that they're a believer that's weak, or they're a believer that's carnal, they're a believer that's overtaken with the world, a believer that's greedy. Yes, there is such things. Look in the scriptures. Eric code six eight two two three three. Go ahead. I want to know who you are and where you're calling from. Please go ahead with your question or hello. 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 My name I think, is John. I you. Go ahead. I'm, my name is John. I'm from California, and I'd just like to say I love your show, and I think you guys make very good points. I just like to say praise your family, and I hope you guys do very well. Hope no one gets sick. And I'd just like to say you know, and I listen to this with my kids. Oh, okay. So what was your name again? My name's John. John, how old are you, John? Seven. And you listen to the show? Yeah. Now, is this a joke or are you being real? No, I'm being real. Oh, so how many shows have you heard so far? Or just today's your first time? Today's my first time. I was just listening to it with my kids, and they said, Wow, Daddy, call in. Well, that's nice. You just keep on listening, okay? I'm going to put you on hold, and you keep on listening, and maybe you'll hear something that will scare the hell out of you and have you not playing on the phone. Because when you call in shows like this where people are very serious, talking about serious things, and you mocking them, you bring problems to yourself, okay? Now, I've got an idea what I think you should do. Call one of your little friends and pull a joke on one of them. Anyway, when you're doing these shows, folks, you get a little bit of everything. So... Anyway, back to Ruthie in New York, but I feel her pain, you know, if she thought it was important enough to call this show and just let somebody hear what she's going through, then it ain't nothing to take for granted. It's very serious, and I take it serious, and I hope she listened to what I said and, and call her sister up and set her down, you know, have coffee this time, pay for it without her asking, and just say, listen, I like you. But here's where we just can't we can't do this we can't we can't keep this up because this is how I feel. If you lay it all on the table, it takes a really deranged demonic person to say, "Oh yeah, okay, I got you," and then continue the same way. You know, now some people is around just because you're feeding them. Let's go there. Some people do. They're around just because you're feeding them. Sister Ruth, I need you to press one on your phone because your hand is still up. But some friends are only around because you're feeding them and you're giving them some free. As soon as they start having to pay for stuff, they're gone anyway. And Sister Ruthie, I just thought of this, but it might be a good idea for you to just lay it down. Well, well, actually, I did say it, and that is once you lay it all in line and let them know how you feel about paying for stuff, they're going to know right then and there that from being on. they got to start paying for their own whatever meals or whatever services uh, you're doing for them, uh, they're going to know it's over right then and there. You can, And then that ends the friendship there. There's a lot of ways you can end the friendship besides ending the friendship, you know, verbally. You just lift your standards high. That's insane. People won't hang out with you. Well, folks, again, uh, 
I see that a few people that I'm used to seeing is not in the house yet. I don't know if they ran late. But uh, there's some people that always follow this show. You can always rest on seeing them in the chat room, on the phone lines, and uh, I don't see them yet. So I'm going to give them just a little bit more time before I, before we really – actually, we've already started. That that Sister Ruthie's uh, issue is a part of this open forum because we're not on a certain topic. But before I started sharing what's on my heart is what I'm talking about. But uh, uh, y'all keep assisting in your prayers. I mean, people don't call these shows and put their business out there like that just to be talking. Everybody ain't just trying to be heard on the radio. All right? But listen, just want to remind everybody, don't forget, we do have a we, meaning uh, five smooth songs. And then if we, again, is five smooth songs and the friends that come on here, people that contribute to this show uh, and have been driven over the years. And even before the blog, some of these guests I have I've had on, I've been on for many years. When we say five smooth stones, we're talking about them. We're not just talking about Brother Seth. We're not just talking about Brother Seth. But I am the person that pretty much is the visionary, the person that, that put these five topics out there. And these five topics is nothing more than five answers I asked the Father a long time ago, in 1988 to be exactly. And the five answers that came from those five questions is what I call stones or smooth stones. And if you remember, David had five smooth stones, and that's how he slew his giant. That's where I got the concept from. And I believe with these five topics, these five answers, that giants can be slayed in your life just like they were in mine. Those five questions I asked in 88 was things that really troubled me down to my core, things that I kept seeing over and over and over as a as a young man growing up in America and uh the most I have answered. So but we have a website and it is www.5smoothstones five smooth stones dot webs webs dot com five smooth stones dot webs dot com we're also on facebook and at facebook dot com slash five smooth stones you, you spell it out then you f i mean you spell out f i v e five smooth stones just like that okay again that's facebook dot com five smooth i mean excuse me facebook dot com slash five smooth stones and again, that's not the number five. You spell it out. So is it. So is it with the website. You spell it out um, every time. When I say five smooth stones for those two sites, you spell out. Now with the blog talk site, it's a little different. For those of you that's listening on the phone lines, you're not on a computer. You're calling the phone lines. You're not at a computer. Maybe you're at work. If you want to go to the site to look at other shows, because we talk, cover all types of topics as it relates to these five smooth stones, you want to go to blogtalkradio.com slash the number five, the number five, underscore, smooth, underscore, stones. That's five smooth stones separated by the underscore, blogtalkradio.com. Uh, slash five underscore smooth underscore stones. I'm sharing all of these sites so y'all will be able to get a clear, a clear revelation of what exactly uh, the Father has given me. Everybody has something. Everybody, you too have something to give to brothers and sisters. 
of value where it relates to the spirit. And this is the five things I talk about more than anything. I talk about everything, try to talk about everything under the sun, but I really focus on these five things more than anything because they have been such a blessing in my life. The five questions I ask the most high in my life have to do with the biggest amount of pain I was going through in my life, okay? Lots of issues with racism, lots of issues with self-identity, lots of issues with the world and world events and where our planet is headed and fear here, fear there, just like some of y'all. So these questions prompt me, if it's from my heart, to really ask, to really make some observations, to, to ask some serious questions, and I did. And I believe the most high rewarded me with some answers. So anyway, that's what we call five smooth stones. So visit the sites, visit the sites, visit the sites. We'll take a little short break, and we'll be right back, give some of our brothers and sisters a little more time to come, and we'll be back with you shortly. That tonight's gonna be a good night 
That tonight's gonna be a good night That tonight's gonna be a good, good night Tonight's the night hey. Let's live it up Let's live it up I got my money hey. Let's spin it up Let's spin it up Go out and smash it Smash it Like oh my god Like oh my god Jump out that sofa Come on Let's get it Oh Fill up my cup Drink Mama talk Look at a dish Move it, move Just it take it Oh, let's paint the town. Paint the town. We'll shut it down. Shut it down. Let's burn the roof. Okay, folks, we're back. And before I go back to the open forum and just talk about whatever's on my mind, whatever's on our minds, and let y'all talk about whatever's on your mind, I uh, just want to remind everybody what exactly we are trying to accomplish here. What these blogs have been doing for almost three years now Well, over three years now Just want to let everybody know First and foremost The only authority on anything In terms of solutions Is going to be the Father He has all the answers Holy Spirit, I believe Has been sent to the earth To reveal the will of the Father And to help mankind Come into a better relationship with the Father This is what I believe I'll just take it back to the book I believe in the scriptures And I'm not the most perfect example Of how to live it How to demonstrate the power of the Most High But I'm not going to take a back seat to nobody I do believe that the Father Has done many things in my life And for that reason I have a right to hold his might But that don't mean you don't You have just as much Uh, Right To express uh, You being the spirit Wrapped in A vessel Body made of flesh You being A spirit Have encountered spiritual things And you know Some things You, You may not have the confidence to stand up as bold As some of us do and be all out here On the mic and stuff but that don't mean you don't know what you're talking about, and that don't mean you don't know what you know or feel what you feel. I don't underestimate anybody's relationship with the spiritual realm, with the most high. Uh, and, of course, we're talking about good spirits because there are also evil spirits in the same spiritual realm. So this blog is set up to invite serious people Talk about Their relationship With the most high They may not even say it like that They just may talk about life But when you really listen to them They're talking about spiritual things I really don't care too much Well let me say Make sure I word this right To me The spiritual is where Everything comes from Everything that we can see, taste, touch, smell comes from this realm we call the spiritual realm. Everything. Everything. You can, everything you can see, taste, touch, smell, feel, these all was once a thought. A thought. That bed you're sleeping on, laying down on, that desk you're sitting at, that chair you're sitting at, 
or that car you're driving. All these things was a thought in the minds of men. And some of these men didn't even bring that thought from that realm in a perfection way. In other words, a lot of them, whatever they thought of, the product is not even good as what they had in their mind. Well, this earth is full of products and thoughts, half thought, half fulfilled. It's not even a true, clear completion of what that person thought. So we can never say the natural realm of the physical realm is superior to a realm that it come from, and and, and this and what we see, taste, touch, and smell, and feel, like I said, may not even be in its perfected form. The spiritual realm is where the things come that we want and need the most, things like love, love. When people say they want attention and all this stuff, that's just love, people looking for love. How about this one, faith? We need to believe. Fear is of, of not of the Most High. He has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear torments people when people constantly live in a state of fear. We need faith. We need love. We need uh, things like um, patience, joy, okay, happiness. You know, we need we need these things, and every one of these things I just named, you cannot see, taste, touch, smell. And even when you feel it, like, oh, I feel, it's in your spirit. It's not in your body, per se. It's in your spirit that you feel this or you feel that. So what I'm saying is this. To me, nothing on this planet in my time on this planet is more, remotely more important than spiritual things. Any other conversation to me, to just to me, I'm not impressed by. As much as we need to talk about money and, and being faithful, and I'm not hating on no money, but as much as we need to talk about how to spend it and how to budget it and how to get more of it, those of us that need more of it, and how to how to uh, plan for the future to have enough of it, how to spend it, and blah, blah, blah. To me, that conversation need not to be even, that topic need not to be even in this same conversation with someone talking about spiritual attributes, the spiritual realm, spiritual warfare, the Holy Spirit, the empowering spirit, the encouraging spirit. When you talk about the spiritual realm, no topic on this planet, political topics, uh, socialism topics, uh, educate anything on this planet is temporary. Any and everything is temporary and fleeting. There's no match for the spiritual realm where it comes from. What I try to do with my shows, with the things that we do here, is I try to bring forth truth or realities from that spiritual realm. I try to bring forth things that sustaining, things that when you tune off from this show, 
you feel full in your spirit. You feel a sense of being satisfied in your spirit. You feel a sense of being, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, revived, full of hope. This is all, I'm not going to say all, but this is my primary, primary, I can't even talk tonight. But this is my, primarily, this is what my goal is for the planet. That when I talk, when Brother Seth talk, when Brother Seth do this, when Brother Seth act, if I can make every single movement on this planet causing people to be inspired spiritually, vigorated, revigorated spiritually, recharged up spiritually, if I can just be that one that every thought that I put out there does something to people spiritually. I just believe if we take care of the real person that we are, all of these physical things that we kill ourselves for, dying over, fighting over, will come very, very easily. I'm going to say it again. I believe that if I can get all of the energy, spiritual energies and thoughts, the most high could use me. And I know he can, but I have to submit to the Holy Spirit. If I can just put forth out what is in my spirit, I know this sounds kind of spooky to some people. Oh, spirit is... I'm telling you, Matthew 6 and 33 is is where it talks about that we are to seek first the kingdom of the Most High. What does that mean? What does that mean? Seek ye first the kingdom. What in the world does that mean? But it said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I just believe that if mankind would seek what is spiritual, where real life come from, if they would seek what is spiritual, if they would seek the kingdom, that's all you're doing, you're just seeking First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness is what his standards that he wants us to live by, his requirements, his laws. When we seek to obey and follow his laws and look at things the way the scriptures have said they are, I just believe with every fiber of my being that our financial situations, our social situations, our political situations, our every situation we find ourselves in will have an answer to because we are spiritual beings. Like I said last week, it's beginning to become my most favorite scripture. But the Bible says it, uh, another scripture that I like, and it says you have an unction 
You have to have an unction from the Holy Spirit. You have an unction from the Holy Spirit. First John 2 and 20 reads like this. But you have an, and again, that's First John 2 and 20 for those of you that want to turn to it. But it says, but ye have an unction from the Holy One and know all things. You have an unction from the Holy One and know all things. People have a hard time saying they know everything. They won't say it. They're scared to say it. I don't know all things. I don't know all things. What do you mean? I don't know all things. But here's a, here's a scripture letting you know that you have an unction from the Holy Spirit. Actually, it says Holy One, same thing. You have an unction from the Holy One and knoweth all things. Really, it's the Holy Spirit that knows all things. But he leads and guides us into all of these different truths that we need. So what is Brother Seth saying tonight? Yes, this is open forum. You don't have to stick with what I'm saying. You can call me and talk about something completely different. But I'm just sharing with some different things that's on my heart. And what's on my heart tonight is just to let the brothers and sisters know, as well as reminding myself that everything we ever will need to know on this planet is inside of us. The reason we need apostles and prophets and teachers and brothers and sisters is because we can't always hear what the Spirit is saying inside of our spirits because we are so carnal or worldly or fleshly or physical-driven. We're so carried away with the things we can see, taste, touch, smell, and feel. This is how we live our life. We've been brainwashed that way since we was a baby to go by what you can see, taste, touch, and smell. That's just how we live our life, folks. So, we find ourselves very much. Good evening, Vivian. Uh, welcome to the chat room. And again, all y'all in the chat room, the guests, uh, good to see y'all there. And she asked a question. We'll talk about that in a second. But, uh, folks, I just wanted to just open up and just share what my purpose is and and uh, having these shows, I really, really, really love people, and uh, don't always sound like it because I have a lot that kind of that uh, tough love. But I really do love people. I have not met anybody on this planet that have convinced me to hate them for, I mean, them the person. They, I have not met it, met anybody. I met some people on this planet. They don't like being around me because I always got something to say about their character. But then the person, I don't hate anybody, okay? Um, but this show, one more time, is to, again, um, five smooth stones. What we try to do is ultimate goal is to bring people into a closer relationship walk with the most high, include myself. I'm not trying to say, well, I'm so close to God, and I want you to be like me. And that's why I do these shows. No, 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 Please, please. I do these shows because it's actually therapy, spiritual therapy for me to, to, to reminisce when I'm talking about the Father, 
just to be able to talk about some of the things he's done, remind me and encourages me. Sometimes I meet and encourage me, I do a show. So it's really, really, really ain't about you. It's about us. But Cosmo Stone, I asked the father in 1988 five questions. I asked the father five questions. And I'm going to briefly tell you those five questions. And I'm uh, give a uh, I'm try to set a record here and try to do this in literally 60 seconds. Let me look at the clock. And then we want to answer the question that Sister Vivian, uh, Vivian put into the chat room. I forgot about Sister Vivian. And uh, just so everybody knows, she asked the question. Uh, uh, she wanted to know the thoughts on animals and do they have souls. We'll talk about it. That's a strong one. All right, but what I was going to say is in 1988, I was a very troubled um, I shouldn't say a trouble, and don't let it sound negative, like I was in trouble all the time. I was a very, I'd say spiritually troubled. I was very concerned about the church, very concerned about a lot of the racism I was seeing in my life. And I asked the Father five questions, five questions. Not in this order, but I asked the Father five questions. Now, you know how you pray, and then you there are times when you really pray. I mean, it just takes it takes from you. It's like you can pray these prayers too many times because your heart is in it. Maybe maybe you're crying. Maybe you're maybe you're weak. Maybe it just takes so much from you. Two different kind of praying. You're praying and you're praying. You're like if your mother you was praying for your mother, something that was dying in the hospital. That's a whole different kind of praying. Then Father bless me to um, you know. I don't know, get this parking space. I mean, it's, it's it's two different kind of praying. But I saw so much in the church, and I was upset with the church. And I asked the Father five questions. You have to understand, in 1987, I'm going to try this really quick, in 1987, uh, Kenneth Copeland at the Southwest Police Convention, some of y'all know who he is, he made the uh, prophecy that God was giving me to put his black, put his word in the black man like never. And I'm going to talk fast because I want to move on. We've talked about this enough. So for those of you that, that are listening, I do this every once in a while because some people, y'all, some of y'all may never heard, never heard this. So I may not do it in a minute, but I'm going to try, okay? But he said in 1987, uh, he prophesied that God, that the Most High was getting ready to put his word in the black man like never before. And the first was going to be last, and the last was going to be first. One more time, that the Most High was going to put his word in the black man like never before. And the first was going to be last, and the last was going to be first. The first, the last meaning of talking about black people was going to be first. Well, when he said that, blacks and whites and Hispanics just rejoiced, rejoiced. They really enjoyed hearing that word. So whites rejoiced along with black people to hear that word in 1987. Not that he's God, but it was good to see a man who we respected say these things. So they begin to rejoice. In 1988, fast forward, he says the same thing. But between 1987 and 88, I have seen firsthand, eyeball to eyeball, racism in the church. And I'm talking about mainly predominantly the white churches. I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it. And I learned something when a lot of our white brothers and sisters I can even say white because I don't acknowledge uh, white as a people or black as a race. I don't. I just think we're all from the human family, different pigmentations. The most high only separate us by region, not by 
no doggone skin color. But anyway, brothers and sisters with little pigmentation, I should say, they uh, practice this thing where they don't want melanated people to be in charge, especially telling their, training their kids in a lot of these churches. They don't want uh, melanated people in positions of leadership. And oftentimes, instead of saying, go sit down somewhere, nigga, they'll, they too, they know too much. They, they, they too much. They've read too much, too many scriptures to know that's not the way you talk. So they'll say something that sounds good, but it's just as racist as that first statement I made. They'll say, you know what, brother? Let's just say this black person's name is Brother Mike. They'll say, Brother Mike, you know what? I can just see God all over you. And he's got his word in you, brother, and he's getting ready to raise you up, and you're going to be a, a great prophet, I'm telling you. They'll say something like that. That makes anybody feel good when they hear that. But in reality, it's a delay. I call it a gospel of delay. It's just putting you off, putting you off, putting you off. And it's just as bad as racism. So in our world, in our country, especially in the United States, uh, uh like I said, in our country, there is this practice of racism by trying to make you feel good by saying you're going to. God's going to. This is going to happen in the future. Putting putting it off is just as racist as not ever doing it. And I learned that. So in 1988, when Kenneth Copeland said, it's God is getting ready to put his word in black men like never before, and the first is going to be the last, and the last going to be first. I didn't rejoice, whereas everybody else did, like they did in 87, and began to rejoice and be all excited. I didn't. I just stood there because I knew what that meant. And uh, plus, I knew some people that were beginning to cope, and I was going through some things because I was trying to get on working for that ministry way back then, and they never would call me. It's a lot of stuff I'm telling you I went through between 87 and 88 and other years, but I'm just talking about for sure that year. So, and then he added, I have some to tell black people as a nation, as a people, but I'm not at liberty to tell you right now. you got to understand, this man is a very smart man. Although we may not agree with him doctrinally on everything, uh, Kenneth Copeland has some clout in, in this world, which, in the religious circles. So we, I wanted to know what was it he felt like the father was trying to share with him with regarding black people. So I left the convention a little bit... Um, um, spiritually upset, if you will. So I began to pray that prayer, like I was telling y'all earlier, when you really pray. And I asked the Father five questions, not necessarily in this order. Again, we're, we're talking about tonight. This is open forum. We're talking about whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your mind. But I'm just sharing right now what we're trying to do with this blog. What is five smooth stones? Because we haven't talked about it in a minute. So I'm just reminding everybody what it is. Five smooth stones is nothing more than five answers the Father gave me for five questions I asked. Here are the five questions, not necessarily in this order. I said, Father, what's with these people? Because it wasn't just Kenneth Copeland. What's with these people keep saying that you're getting ready to use the black man? What is with all of these ministers? I keep hearing different ministers say that God or the Most High is getting ready to use the black man. What's up with this? I say, Father, so if a white man seek you, a white man, follow your word, follow your scriptures, obey. He's a good believer, a good Christian. That's what I said back then. I said, you're saying that you won't use that person, that you're going to use a black man instead? And I begin to say, the whole thing sounds a little racist. It just sounds a little racist. 
So for those of you that think both have issues with white people, I actually have a problem with this word that was going forth in 88 and 87 and around that era where everybody was saying that God is going to use the black man. So I have problems with that 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 title that 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 message because it just sounded like it was racist. And I know the father is not about to be no racist. So I ain't trying to be down on no white man. If the father want to use a white man, whoever you want to use, fine. But I don't want to be lied to. So what I did, what I did, I prayed the prayer. Father. What's with you trying to use the black man? What's with you using the black man? Then I ask this question. I haven't forgot this yourself about the animals. We don't talk about that. But I said, Night Watchman. I like that name, Watchman, Watchman. I don't know if this person is aware of, and welcome to the chat room, aware of in the scripture where it says, uh, uh, what of, uh, it says, Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? This is when the prophet was asking the watchman, what's going on? And he said, what of the night? What did you make of the night? (laughs) So I like the name watchman. But anyway, uh, listen. So I asked the father five questions. One was, what's with you using a black man? Number two, again, not in this order, I said, Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? I am tired of trusting these white men. no longer trust. A lot of these white males I've been trusting for a very long time, I just begin to just start seeing things in the in the churches and especially where whites are concerned. And remember whatever predominantly whites do in in churches, black in most cases, not all cases, in some cases are doing nothing more than following them. And there are some exceptions. Church of God in Christ, Bishop Mason kinda of got their own thing going on. And um but in some areas even they follow whatever the white against Obama, the white right wing went against Obama with the black church. Did they try to follow the white church? So, anyway, I just told the father. I said, I want to know what is going on. Can I understand the Book of Revelation? Can I understand? It? Why do I have to listen to them? That was the second question I asked the Most High. Then I asked the question. Then I asked this question: Can I see the world? Can I see the world? What they want us to know. I want to see the world. I want to travel and hear other, hear what Africans have to say about it. Hear what Indians have to say about it. Can I travel the world? That was question number three. Then I asked this question. I want y'all to listen to the, your brother because this is one time I was I was my, I was at the bottom. I mean, in, in spirit, I was just travailing. I really wanted to know these answers. Another thing I asked the father was. Was there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? Was there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? I don't care what color the Messiah was. This is me praying. I say, Father, I don't care what color the Messiah was. No matter what color, how he looked, how the people of the Bible looked, I don't care. I'm going to worship you no matter what. But I just want to know, 
Was there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? That was the fourth question. The last question, again, not in this order, I asked, the last question I asked, uh, or the last question I can think of, again, that wasn't in, any, in this order, I asked, can I know what's going on in the world? What's going on in the world? Father, I'm hearing of something called Masons. What is Masons? I'm hearing of something called a one-world order. What's a one-world order? I'm hearing that the wars have been planned as much as 30 years in advance. Father, I do no longer believe ABC, CBS, NBC. I don't believe that these people is telling the real truth about what's going on. What is going on in our world? That was prayed. Those five questions was prayed in 1988, shortly after. In 1999, month of February to be exact, no, 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 let me back up. That was in 88, August of 88, excuse me, November the 17th of 88, I got hired on with American Airlines. Now, I didn't have no plans on working with no airlines. I just asked the Father, can I see the world? Well, little did I know. He would have me working for these airlines, and then I would be able to see 24 countries. Now, just because you work for an airline don't mean you're going to travel. I have lots of friends that work for the airline for years, and they haven't been nowhere. But it wasn't that I just travel on the airlines. It was how I traveled. It was who I saw. Anybody can get on the plane and go to 24 countries, but can you meet the kinds of people with the kinds of insight that I met, some of which were celebrities? had a wonderful conversation with Oscar Robinson that, that talked about the church, and you'll not know that Oscar Robinson. I mean, this guy got so loud, I could not believe it. I said, is this the guy they say is the basketball legend? I mean, this dude was yelling. And he was the one of the main ones the most I showed me what was going on in the church? Oscar Robinson had major trouble with the church. Better go ask somebody. But anyway, real quickly. So, uh, but this conversation like that with him, I had people all over the world, India, China, uh, just North America, all the continents with the exception to uh, Antarctica, you know. So, make the long story short, the five answers I got, were the revelation of the one world government. That's what's going on on this planet. The revelation of the kingdom of God. That's the same answer. When I asked what's going on, the Father began to show me the revelation of white supremacy. Okay? And the revelation of the one world government. This small group of people that have taken over our world. White supremacy. And the philosophy of white supremacy, where it come from, where it come from, the revelation of the who the real true Jews are of the Bible. Remember, I asked him, was there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? Well, the scriptures, the, the Father showed me through the scriptures that the Bible entirely is people of color. There are very few people with white skin in the Bible, and when they were, it was associated with the curse called leprosy, Bible leprosy, have absolutely nothing to do with the thing you're thinking of in your mind right now called leprosy, Bible leprosy. We talk about it all the time. 
Then I ask, then I ask, can I see the world? Well, I end up seeing 24 countries, and I'm not done. But, of course, I can see the world. And then I ask to understand the book of Revelation. I no longer look at the book of Revelation like a lot of those white ministers, the Hilton Suttons, the Howell Lindsay's, the uh, uh, Pat Robinson's, and the TBN's. I don't look at Revelation like that because they don't even know who Israel is. And they barn show a lot of them don't know who Babylon is. They think Israel is the people over there in Jerusalem, and they think Babylon is over there in Iraq. When Babylon is supposed to be a strong nation, many nations are supposed to get wealthy from her. We, the United States, is Babylon. That's the mystery. Mystery. This is Babylon. And African Americans are one of the lost tribes. They're not all of them. They're just one. There's 11 more. And you won't understand that Bible. You only can understand to a certain degree. Yes, you can be salvaged. Yes, you can have victory in your life. And a lot of blessings that the Father has offered to the scriptures is yours. But when you come to certain things where it relates to end-time prophecy, that book is not going to make sense when you start trying to slide those people into Israel into the text. It's not going to make sense, especially if you start trying to slide Iraq into where Babylon is supposed to be. So the father answered my question. And when I said, why are you using black men? Why are you using black men? Why do I keep hearing these prophecies about you using black men? In 1988, remember I prayed that prayer. Why do we keep hearing you're going to be using black men and the first is going to be last and the last is going to be first? Why do I keep hearing these ministers say that? Let me tell you what's going to make it a black thing. Turn on any Christian television. Who do you see mostly now? Black men. Do you know why it's going to be a black man? Black men? It's not because they're black. It's because what the Father is saying in the church today White males are not going to want to talk about it. That's as simple as I can put it. What's happening in the church today, white males, is not going to want to teach it. As soon as they start hearing things like African Americans want a lost tribe, they don't want to research it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't even want to help you. What if you're some lost sheep and you caught a hold to some bad doctrine and you need them to sit down and, and, and show you the way? Don't, some of them don't even want to do it. Some of them will try. But I mean, when you start coming at them with Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26 and all these scriptures that Moses say, all these prophecies that Moses say was supposed to happen to Israel and how the African Americans are living out more than any other people on the planet, and if there is somebody on the planet living out these exact same prophecies, they're nothing more than one of the lost tribes, one of the other 11. You start talking like that to, to ministers, a lot of these white ministers, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. They're not going to talk about it. They're not, they're not going to even entertain it. And they're going to make you feel really bad even bringing the subject up because that's the grip. This is where they're going to fall. And I believe with all my heart, folks, this is going to be the great falling away. I know some people just tripped out when I said that because the Bible talks about this great falling away from the church but I think when this truth hit the fan when this truth hit the fan and it becomes household knowledge who was Yeshua who was Yahshua 
Who was the Messiah? Who was this person that folks say was Jesus, but there wasn't no J in the Hebrew, and he definitely wasn't no blonde hair, blue eye. Once they begin to understand it, I mean, really, we they don't say it. Well, Jesus couldn't have been blonde hair, blue eye. They'll say that, but then they got him hanging up on their church looking like that. They say that to appease you, but they ain't about to take that down. Go try to get Paul Crouch to pull that image down on TV, and it ain't going to happen. So when they really, when it becomes household knowledge, who really is the real Jews? I think the church going to lack a whole lot of people just going to walk away because they never really served the Most High in the first place. They serve themselves. They serve images that that appear to be of themselves. And if some of you can't get with the program because you know. Uh, and some black people, I hate to say it, but they they jump on the bandwagon and start making the physical characteristics of Christ the whole message. That's that's just as crazy, cuckoo. I mean, yes, he was a dark skinned man. Yes, Israel was a dark skinned people. Yes, the Bible is full of dark skinned people. But that's that's not something to go start a church on. You just have to. Take that bread, swallow it, and move on. Eat that truth, as, they, as the angel told uh, John in the book of Revelation. Eat this. You just got to eat it and move on. You don't, you don't, yes, you continue to say it, too. Don't stop saying it. Let the world know who he was. I'm not telling you to be quiet with it. Shout it from the mountaintop. Yes, he was a dark-skinned man. But go on to say what he really taught. Go on to be what he really taught. Go on to show what he really taught. Talk about forgiveness. Talk about love. Talk about all these more important messages. But we can't just slide it on the rug that this was a very dark-skinned man with very nappy hair. We can't slide it on the rug. We, these were some African-looking. So when you start talking like that, Look for white males to run like hell. They will not stay around. Hear it. I want to welcome Brother uh, Dirk Diggler to the chat room, and I mean that. Um, so I want to, and I want to say it's okay because uh, I don't mind people talking in the chat room, but uh, just want to remind everybody, please stay respectful, and please um uh, that's pretty much it. Just stay respectful, and you will stay connected. I don't mind booting people out, though, that don't. So I just want to say that, just, just remind everybody, because we have some crazy stuff happen lately, and I just want to remind everybody, just stay respectful, stay respectful. You don't have to agree with me. Definitely. Okay? So let's do this. Let's do this. Let me take a little short break. I can get something to drink real quick. And uh, just play a little something, something for y'all. We'll be right back. Again, you listen to Five Smooth Stone. We're about to get busy here with this open forum. I know a lot is on y'all's mind, and I see a lot going in the chat room. Feel free, any of, you, any of you in the chat room that's preaching in the chat room, to call the phone line and say what you got to say on the air where everybody can hear it. Everybody can be blessed by what you are talking about, okay? So, uh We'll be right back. Okay, we'll be right back. If he did it before, he could do it again. If he did it before, he could do it again. One, two, one, two, 
That song, that's Tide Tribute, and a song called Victory. We have a person in the uh, on the phone lines with a question or comment. I challenge those people in the chat room early to call in, and uh, it's okay to light up the chat room. Please keep doing it. Keep doing it. Don't stop, but just know that there is a phone line. Y'all can call as well and get your voice out. I'm one of those persons. I want to hear it. I want to hear it because I can't sit and host a show and read every little comment. So it looks like someone uh, is called. Uh, they don't have a phone a number listed, so I don't know where they're calling from. But please go ahead. Uh, you're going by Derek Cooper. Uh, that's the name he has on his caller ID. Uh, please identify what you want us to call you and what city you're calling from. Please go ahead. You're on the air. All right, mate. How you doing? All right. I'm okay. Who am I speaking with? You're speaking with Derek Cooper. It's me. It's me, the person that calls you, Derek Cooper. I am who I am. Okay. And what, 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 what's, where were you calling from, may I ask? What city? Uh, uh, well, do you know London? I'm, uh, okay, 70 you're in miles, London. Yeah, 70 miles south of London. I'm in a place called Portsmouth. I'm not sure if you know okay. about that. Okay, all right. I've, I've, been, I've been up in, those, in that neighborhood. Yeah. You, so still have the Leicester, you, still, you still have Leicester Square there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been there for hundreds of years, mate. I'll still be there, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, listen, what's on your mind, Derek? Well, uh, I've been uh, looking at your chat room, and you've got a man called uh, the Night Watchman, and uh, he's been telling you for ages, for a long time, he's been telling you to uh, stop bringing up the black issue when it comes to the Bible, because uh, and he's right as well. He's right in saying that because. Uh, it's not all about black and white, the whole world, the whole universe, the whole thing. It's not all about black and white. That 
that Bible was written for everybody. It's not about black and white. Okay, let me say this to you, Derek, and I want you to listen real close. To 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 show you my heart, I'm going to show you my heart in a way you'll never forget if you really listen. I worship what I thought to be Christ. His, I mean, I worship the person of the Bible, but I actually thought he was blonde and blue eyed. That picture was throughout my house. That picture was throughout my church. And it might have been in my personal Bible. Had no problems with it. Had no problems with it. From the time I could read up until the time I knew better, that's what I thought. So I prayed that prayer in 1988. Now listen to me, please. Everybody, please listen. Most black people, there's yet some little noise going in the background. Yeah, um, oh, yeah I'll finish now. Sorry. But But anyway, most black people that talk about the Messiah being dark-skinned, I can vouch for them. You probably say, well, how can you vouch for most people? Because I, I know hundreds of these people. When they're talking about that, you got to understand there may be some of them that have a bad heart, but most of them is just trying to show the truth that the Scriptures is actually talking about a very dark-skinned man. The reason why they have to spend time on that is because there are some people that went throughout the whole planet and has painted this person to be a white male, European, and what that does to the psyche of a human being. All of the, the, the so-called people of the planet, the races, I don't like the word race, all of the people of the planet, when they see that that are non-white, they feel a disenfranchisement. They feel like they don't matter, or they wasn't in the Bible, or they was a second thought. This is very clever of Europeans to take these images and spread them all the time, 100% of the time, never do they think to switch it out. If you're going into Africa and it doesn't matter what color he is, they should switch it out or something. But they make sure that he's always that certain image, and they have made it their business to put these millions and millions of pictures all over the world. Now when somebody black or dark skin come along, and say, whoa, 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 why are y'all putting these images everywhere? I really think that's behind. That's what's behind China rejection of Bibles. I don't think China reject the Most High. I think China reject America's white supremacist version of the Father and His Son and the story, the greatest love story ever. I honestly think that's what why China give some missionaries a hard time. But listen, when you hear that. You made the comment earlier, uh, Derek. You said it's not all about. I never said it was all about it. I never said that. But somebody has to say black, white, because somebody went before them and made it a racist thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but I don't agree with it. See, um, your friend in the chat room once again, Night Watchman, has said, who cares? Who cares what colours Jesus was? Who cares what shoes he wore? It doesn't matter what he looked like. It matters about what he said. You know, it doesn't matter. Well, okay, I want, you, I want you to hear me out. I want you to really hear me out because when someone is promoting racism and they're white, they don't have to say, I'm going to go start a black magazine. 
When they say I'm going to go start a black magazine, I'm going to go start a black hair company, when I'm going to, I'm going to go start a black this or a black that, everybody accuses these people of being racist. But the true racist is why they have to have their black magazine because white magazines was ignoring the plight, the conditions, good or bad, of black people. They just ignored them in their publications. There wasn't, they wasn't very good uh, Samaritans. They would well, see black see, people Mike. in need. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. These, these people with power, with power, they have the ability to influence. They ignored a segment of people for lots and lots of years, decades. And when these people got up to power, they got a little money, they said, we're going to tell our story. Everybody started saying, oh, you're black for having a, you, you're racist for having a black magazine. Oh, you're racist for asking what color he was. Oh, you're racist when in reality, the only reason we're having to do these things is because we feel so disenfranchised because of what the people in power were doing. Truth of the matter is, the theologians of the world have taught in these theology, the, uh, theological seminaries very racist teachings about black skin, that Noah was cursed, Ham was cursed black, and that's why black folks are black. And that, that, that teaching is still floating around. Somebody has to address that teaching, and when they address that teaching, Derek, they've got to say words like white, black. When you're talking about what Martin Luther King stood for, he had to say black, white. And people, black folks, even have problems with him saying black, white, because they say, oh, we all want in God. Yeah, but we want treated right. You see the news. You know yeah, something is going on like... with black people. Hold, one, one more point, one more point. Derek, now you live in London. I don't know how, what the ratio is of blacks and whites, but I'm saying, you know, the United States, there's a lot of weird things going on with our people. There's a behavior that black folks have. And it's easy for our white brothers and sisters, and some of our black brothers and sisters just say, well, black people are crazy. But I believe when you've been taught white supremacist doctrine, self-hate, things that make you hate your own people, because nobody want to see a house led by women. So when you see black houses led by women, black men disproportionately in prison, you see all this crazy stuff that these young people are doing, it's very easy to write these people off. Somebody has to come along and say, well, wait a minute. Could they be suffering from low self-esteem, having seen all of these negativity things spoken about them throughout the centuries? And nobody want to talk about that. They want to say, no, don't, don't say black and white. You, you well, have to oh, yeah. say black and white. Go ahead. I am. Um, I disagree with you, my friend. I'm sorry to say it. I do disagree with you. I mean, yes, um, maybe in your country there's a there's a big black issue. Oh, but, um, oh, Derek, Derek, let me just just want. I, mean, I apologize for, but I forgot my main point. Just, just real quick. I'm, I'm going to take literally thirty seconds to say this. I'm looking at the clock. Literally thirty seconds. Okay, starting right now. Nobody, no blog on Blog Talk Radio talk. I guarantee you more about spiritual warfare than five smooth stones. Y'all obviously do not listen to this show a lot. I talk about demonology. I've talked about demon cast. Now I talk about personal experience with demons. I talk, I talk, look through the archives. You're online. Look through the archives right now and see who talk about demonology more than anybody. Go ahead. 
Well, that's good, mate. That's good you talk about that stuff because people need to know. You know, people need to know. But um, when it comes to uh, about the the black white issue, um, as far as I'm concerned, it's not an issue in Europe. You know, I, I will put my hands down and say it's not an issue in Europe at all. You might you might get the odd person saying it is, but um, from what I can see. From everything that I've learned, I mean, I've I've been listening to Blog Talk Radio about four or five years now, and uh, from what I can gather, the only people that keeps bringing up the race issue, they keep bringing up the black and whites, and it's and it's always the blacks. It's always the black people. In my mind, the most racist people on this earth and I'm sorry to say it, are the blacks. And I'm sorry to say that to you. It might hurt. You don't like it, but that is what I've gathered in my life. I mean, I'm I'm 34 years old. I've been around this earth a few times. I've travelled. And and the only place I've ever seen the race issue is in the United States of America. And the only people in the United States of America that always bring up the black issue is the blacks. So you're proving my point. Only person that's gonna yell "ouch" is somebody that's under pressure, okay? Only person that's gonna was hollering about uh, in the 1960s before whites decided to go join King was the blacks. Only person that, that started the civil rights that 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 initiated the civil rights were the blacks. Same folks you're talking about. So the only person that was hollering in South Africa about the freedom was people like the Mandelas. Even blacks want him to be quiet. I'm talking about Mandela before he went to prison. The only black people, the only non-white people in India crying about, we need more, let's change this, was uh, Gandhi. They told him, be quiet. They've always told people that talks about race issues to be quiet. Be quiet. You're causing trouble, King. Go away, Al Sharpton. Go away, Martin Luther King Jr. Go away, Gandhi. Go away, Jesus. Are you sure? They've always said that, and unfortunately, sir, you're on the wrong side of the argument. You're the ones that would have probably crucified it. I want you to hear me out, and you don't get offended. Listen to me. Spiritual warfare is unrevealing where evil spirits are at play. The way evil spirits work is through doctrines, policies, procedures of men. To say that Ham was cursed black, that's spiritual warfare. That's straight up evil spirits doctrines in the church. So I have to come behind those spirits and say, no, that's a lie from Satan that black skin is cursed. Dark skin was God's choice. That's what he made man from, the dust of the earth, the soil of the ground. That's some brown stuff he was dealing with. I've got to say that because white ministers, like I said at the beginning of the show, they're not going to preach these things. And I do see your uh, area code 708903. I see your hand up. Please forgive me. We're coming to you next. But, Derek, I want you to listen to me. I love all people. If you're looking for some black folks saying down with white man, down with honky, blah, 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 cracker, that's another show. I love white people like I love black folks. I really do. Yes, mate. I want my people. I want you to hear me out. I want you to hear me, please. I am not playing with this. 
I live by this, okay? But what I don't like is white supremacy, the philosophy of it. And I don't even think it's something that uh, white people created. I don't even think white people created white supremacy. I think it's a trick of the enemy. It's a lie straight from hell. White people are not superior. They can never be superior because they come from dark-skinned people. Dark-skinned people and and light-skinned people are the same. We come from the same soil. Yes. We're, we're related. So yes. So nobody's gonna pre- nobody's gonna preach love harder than I'm gonna preach it. Nobody's gonna say I love white people on this whole blog talk radio more than I do. Some of my followers get tired of me saying they, they tell me I'm accused. You you're always defending the white man. So y'all got it mixed up. You got the wrong show. This show we're about love and we are about spiritual warfare. But the way you attack spiritual warfare is with doctrine. You got to come at these doctrines. There's no such thing as a Israel that Israel over there today. Those are not the real Jews. You got to say that. And when somebody says, "Well, why would you say they're not the real Jews?" You say because the Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 verse 46 that Moses said these certain prophecies was going to be upon Israel forever. Forever, these prophecies are going to be upon Israel. So you look at the prophecies, and you see that some people are not living out none of the prophecies. That's why they say. That's why we say they're not Jews. So when somebody says, well, who are the real Jews? Somebody's going to ask, so who are the real Jews? Then we have to start looking at things like uh, the prophecies. But then even science points to some things. We know that black is the dominant gene where science is concerned. We know that dark skin produces light skin. We don't have to ignore science because we're believers in the Bible because science aids. Science say amen to the Bible. Real science agree with the Bible. So, yes, we'll talk about black skin. Yes, we'll talk about the Messiah being black. But I encourage people not to build a whole foundation church philosophy on just that. Now, some of us, like me, are going to have to hit it a little harder than others because I feel that's my calling. My calling, Derek Cooper, is to deal and tear down white supremacy. It's a spiritual uh, wickedness, a fortress of, of deceptions. So you uh, uh, can bet, rest assure that Brother Seth is going to be always swinging and saying things like white skin, black skin, white supremacy, black inferiority. Yes, all day long. And I am engaging in spiritual warfare of the highest kind. It's I a can, mess, I, mate. I got it's proof. a mess. It's a myth. I got it's a myth. I got it's a proof. I got, I got proof. Something you've made up in your own mind. I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you, I, it's a myth. Hold on. What's made up? Um, What's made what's, up? Let's go. If, everything you've just told me about the. Um, okay, now hold on a second. You what's the myth? Let's, let's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Uh, point to point. Name the myth. Well, about um, well, I I think that um, what you've just told me is a, a myth that you've made up in your own head, and now you're using that to um, attack the voice. I mean, yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can see you raging. I can see your nostrils going. Hang on, wait, give me a second. <laughs> right. It all it all boils down, right? Now think about this, okay? If aliens. Right, aliens. I know it's all like off the subjects, right? But if aliens came to this earth and they're floating about and they look down on the earth, right, and they think, Oh, look, there's some people down there. 
that is the human race. They're not gonna they're not gonna segregate each one into individual pockets. They're gonna say that is the human race. And then they're gonna go off, they're gonna fly away. What the problem we've got is that right now on this planet is that we everyone, Asians, Reds, the gingers, the whites, we all seem to live happily. The only people on this planet which look different are the black people and it's the black people that have the problem. It's them that have made up in their okay, own now, that everyone is against okay. them. Okay. This is what and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you hold on hold on a second. You're, I'm gonna give you the mic. Erica hold on hold on a second. I'm not I know I cut you off, but this is what I'm gonna do. While you talking, I'm just gonna interject like five seconds. So just now here's a quick interjection. You said black people are the minority. Did you just say no, I there's didn't a, say that. No. You, you just implied that they were. How many whites compared to blacks do you think there is on the planet? I have no idea, but I would say. Sure. I, I would say that there is more black than white. Okay, there's ten percent white. The United Nations say nine percent, but nine or ten percent, and there's ninety percent of the people on this planet is not even. White, and that's after whites have went through the whole planet you, uh, and have killed up. Drop rule? Are you going back to the one drop rule? If you're not white, white, then you're not white. No, what I'm saying is, according to the United Nations, white, so-called white-skinned people make up nine percent of the world's population. Yeah, and I would. I'm not talking about no one. Listen, brother, listen to, listen to what I'm saying. This is after a whole planet have been killed. A whole planet of black people is dead. I mean, they were just killed in the prime of their life. Had some people lived, there wouldn't even be 9%. So what am I trying to say to you? I'm trying to show you something in a grand way, if you can hear me. Dark-skinned people was the most high's choice. I do not want to trivialize that, but at the same time, it's nowhere near more important than what Christ taught. Well, I'll I tell believe in the me, whole right? Bible. I'll tell you what, Smith, you've got another caller coming in, mate, but um, I'll let you go. I'll let you speak to this other bloke you got coming on. But, um, the no, reason... no, 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 I want you to tell these people listening that's going to be not calling tomorrow. Not you I'm personally. You. I'm talking about that everyone, everyone that is a different color that believe the one drop rule that if if you got one drop of black in you, you're black, and that is wrong. But that is wrong. And also, what is uh, it's, it's 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 like a religion. It's like a religion. The only, in my view. The most racist people on this earth, I'm going to be harsh now, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be harsh. But um, in my mind, and I have travelled, the most racist people on this earth are black people that live in America, okay. in the USA. Okay, well, 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 okay, well, let me ask you some questions. You've said that about four times now, we got that's how you feel, but I want to ask you a question. If Dark-skinned people were made from the ground. Bible says that God made man from the dirt, from the dust. 
You gather dirt in your hand, it is not. There is no color on this planet the color of white people. I want you to listen to me. And I told you I love white people. I want you to listen to me. I love you this too. is why you, you hold on, hold on. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. There is nothing on the planet. You can drive, get in your car and drive. We both can take off in vehicles. You go north, I'm going to go south. When you see some of the color of your skin, stop. When we go to take off, I'm going to drive about one feet. You're going to drive for about 1,000 miles. You're going to drive forever. There is nothing the color of white skin. That's not a slap in the face of white people, the spirit, the true person. I'm just talking about skin. And through skin and through the You're color. We, hold on, hold on. Someone Robert, let me get this out. Listen, listen to me, listen to me. Through, through, through looking at skin color, we can determine something far more important than skin color. Because we don't want to stay at trivial, trivial skin color. The brother in the chat room is going crazy typing. He might as well rest his fingers because he has no oh, idea who he's talking to. Hold oh, on. Yeah. He I, un- to- I, I, I understand spiritual warfare for real. And I'm saying to you, if nothing on the planet is the color of white people, that says to the world they must have recessive genes. They must come from the darker earth-looking people. And if that's the case, the people of Israel can't be Israelites. And if that's the case, well, black America must not be as thugs as like they say. And maybe, I mean, if that's the case, then white, then everything should have been started in Europe. And if that's the case, from this simple observation of dominant color science, we can understand all kinds of spiritual things. So don't think I'm not being spiritual. These things I'm talking about is in the Bible. The Bible says yes, God I know, mate. The, 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 the Bible also says that um, John, Luke, Peter, Paul, Mark, Judas, you know, they're very like um, Middle Eastern names, aren't they? I do, I do agree that um, Jesus was black. Yes, he was, because that's where he was born. But um, John, that's a very Middle Eastern name, isn't it? Peter, that's a very mis, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, Mark. Yeah, there's another one, a very Middle Eastern name. You know, hold on a second, hold on, hold on a second. How are you calling these names Middle Eastern? They lived before the Middle East. Well. Jesus was born in the Middle East, and uh, all of his uh, disciples all have Eastern European names, is what I'm saying. So Hold on a second, reading, sir, 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 sir. Hold on one second, hold on one second. How so are you saying that they have... So many times. How how can they have European names when they're what, when Europe was a baby? You tell me, They don't brother. have European names. Listen, if Europeans want to name their kids Paul and John... They're copping off those Israelites, not the other way around. You tell me, why is Peter called Peter? Why is John called John? Why is Mark called Mark? Why is Luke called Luke? Because they were Hebrew. They are are European names. First of all, first of all, it wasn't no John. Okay, let's get that straight. Wasn't no J in Hebrew. And what I'm Hold on, what I'm trying to say to you, you made a comment earlier that all of this stuff I'm making up in my head. And I ask you to tell the listeners, 
What is it you heard that I said was a lie? You have not yet really to do it. You're kind of generalizing things. I'm trying to say to the people, listen to this brother. Listen to him. He says that the racist, most racist people on in the world is African Americans. And you know what? I'm going to say it a little different. I do think African Americans talk about race more than any other people. But I don't think it's because they're racist. I think it's because they are oppressed. And in the states, we are empowered because we have a little bit of democracy more than other countries, and these blacks is going through it. Brother, I don't know what y'all doing in London, but the police here in the States is putting drugs on people. They, they are planting drugs. They are taking these boys' money. They're having making their prisoners have oral sex with them. Yes, They're raping mate, I've our women. This. I've heard this. You've no, 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 I guarantee you. Yeah, so if black that. people, if black people, if black people want to yell "ouch" and you hear it way in Europe, don't get upset and say we're racist. No, racism is what we've been taught through Europeans. That is the fact. Yes, mate, but you need to move on. You need to move on. You know, everyone else has moved on. You know, you got to move on. You got to stop. Everyone else black issue all the time. You know, everyone else. Everyone has else. Everyone else, Derek, first of all, I don't agree with that. I think in your circles, in your circles, you just told off on yourself. In your circles, they don't talk about it. But in my circles, everybody talk about it, white and black. It's very serious here. White supremacy is real. These philosophies of white dominance, uh, they're constantly painting black folk as the problem in our world. I did a show the other day about dark-skinned girls, how they made it black be evil and dark and white, pretty and soft and lovely, when in reality, people in the Bible that was white was associated with the curse. I bet you never heard that in your life, have you? No, mate, no, I haven't, no. But um, in, in reality, this earth is, I would say, 60, maybe 70% Asian, and then maybe 20%, maybe 30% whites, and then 20%... African descent, people of descent. I'm not talking about I'm not people in pockets. I'm not putting people in pockets. I'm talking about the world, the earth as a whole. I mean, we're all one race, man. We're all one race. We all lived, breathed. We've all fought the same things to survive. We've all we've all had the hate. We've all, we've all had the same hardships to get through life. We've all done the same thing. I mean, yes, two hundred years ago. Um, Europeans did move into Africa and we did do bad things to you, you know, and that was bad and that was wrong. That was wrong and we shouldn't have done that. But we're now, we're 200 years over the line. But the peoples which we we took from Africa, you've never forgot it. And, and, and I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You're pissed off. I don't blame you. I don't blame you that you're pissed off. But you need to let it go. That was a long time ago. Brother, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Derek, and i got to move on to the caller. He's going to be so upset with me, but you got to be patient, caller, because I'll be you the same way and let you have a flow a while as well. Derek, let me tell you something. We found out why we was enslaved. We found out who was behind whites doing what they did, and it wasn't whites. We found out that the Most High said in Jeremiah 1, the latter part of that chapter, that he would call all of the nations from the north down to Jerusalem and that they would take 
over Jerusalem. This is where the whitening up of that area comes from, the Crusades, and, and even times before they called it the name Crusades, of people coming from the north, occupying Israel, whitening up that land with rape and, and murder and everything else. Now, he used those same people to bring Africans. We said it was African, but there was nothing more than Israelites because they were living out the prophecies. Deuteronomy 28, verse 68 says that Israel was going to be put in ships and sold as slaves. So y'all has so-called, if I can use that term, I don't even like saying y'all, but Europeans was used by the Most High to carry out a punishment that he said would be upon Israel thousands of years ago. So Europeans cannot take the credit for having enslaved us. They was merely used. So the truth of the matter is, Brother Seth, the guy you're talking to right now, I can never hold that against y'all because it wasn't y'all. Y'all have no power to go in Africa and do nothing to those people unless the Most High was behind you because those Africans will beat the daylights out of y'all, and you know it. So I unless agree, the Most I, High, listen, what I'm, saying is, right. what I'm saying is the Most High called Europeans to Africa to do the things he did because they turned their back on the Most High. He said it. He said to Israel, I will provoke you to jealousy by those that are no people. I will provoke you to jealousy by those that are no people. He didn't mean they weren't human. He just meant they're the famous people. They're not like the Amorites or the Jebusites. They're not a popular people with purpose. And that's what he means by I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are no people. That's yes, a Bible verse. That, that's a, that's I, I, I'm, I'm very serious. Romans 10 and 19. I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people. So the Most High provoked his people by using a no-name people. He called those Europeans. He called those albinos from Africa having lack pigmentation going up north where there was it was better suited for their skin and their eyes. And, and they became thousands and thousands and eventually millions. He called them. The scripture talks about him forming many nations to chastise the world. Joel 2 talks about a nation that he would call that would, that would bring captivity to the planet. The planet will, will not be able to escape from these people. Who is that people? That's who you represent. You come from that lineage of people, but it's not... Uh, 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 for reasons to hate or to be uh, See, you're upset. getting it now, aren't you? You're starting to get it. You're starting to explain it to yourself is what you're starting to do. Go on, keep no, going. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is I don't I don't talk about this for reasons to hate or to disrespect. I actually want blacks to understand that it's not white people at all. My belief is it's not white people at all. I'm going to say it again. My belief is it's not white people at all that enslaved us. They was just used. The Most High already said exactly what kind of slavery we would go into. He said that you would have a wife, but another nation is going to come lie with your wives. That's exactly what European did. The Jews over in Israel, they didn't go through that. He said you would put in slave ships and sold as slave. He said you'll work all the days and you won't enjoy your labor. He said you'll have children, but you won't enjoy them to be taken to captivity. He said you'll be dispatched throughout the four, the four corners. He said he would scatter you among the heathen. So all Europe has done is fulfill prophecy. All Europe has done is to fulfill prophecy. Again, yes, all Europe has done 
is yes. going to be a problem. Like, so if you, you really get, listening you to it, you better get to the other caller. I've been speaking to you for about an hour, mate. I will, I will hang on the line. If you want to continue this discussion after we're gone, then I will stay on the line if you want to continue because, um, you know, I like this stuff and uh, I want to try and, well, help any way I can to get this out of your head that there's, that there's um, a, a big divide on the earth when there's not a big okay. divide. Okay, uh, well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm going to go on to the next caller. And everybody, that was Derek, and I appreciate him uh, yielding the floor to other, other people. But I want y'all to really listen. Uh, Derek, press 1 on your phone so your hand will go down. Right now your hand is still up. Press 1, please, right quick, and your hand will go down. If you want to come back later on, not a problem. But right now I need you to press 1 on your phone where your hand will go down. All right. Now, we got one another caller, uh, Eric O seven oh eight nine oh three. Before I go to this brother, just want to say y'all heard it with your own eyes. People can say what they want to say, but I – actually extended the floor to Derek to show me, tell me, what is it I said that's untrue? And I want you to hear what he said, and I want you to hear what he didn't say. He didn't bring up any specific points, per se. I'm saying to you, spiritual warfare is important. The gentleman in the chat room is live at the chat room. I wish he'd call and get his point out, because he said a lot. Uh, and that's the night watchman. Please call and let us know why, what are you hearing? Just call the, the phone line. I won't hold you. And as a matter of fact, you got 90 seconds to call. It's just going to drop everybody in the chat room. So everybody in the chat room, you need to call the number uh, 760-283-0838. As you're going to be dropped, okay? As the phone line's cut off at 2 o'clock sharp. Again, those of you in the chat room, you need to call the number. I just it's 760 760- Two eight three zero eight three eight. Else, you will be dropped. I know you all want to hear what we about to say next week. We ain't even. We just get into the juicy part of it. Okay. So anyway, let me go on to the next caller. Eric code seven zero eight nine zero three. Go ahead. Uh, let us know who you are, your name, and where you're calling from. This is Art Gabriella from South Chicago, and I want to tell right now some people. If you don't believe in the Bible, leave the Christ discussion alone. If you believe in the Bible, here's the scriptures I got for you. John 5 and 39. Search the scriptures, but in them you think you have eternal life, and they uh, they which testify of me. Now I'm going to go to John chapter 7, verse 38. It's great. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now I'm going to go to John chapter 4. And I'm going to wrap it all up in one more scripture after this. Over 20. I'm just going to, I'm going to go to the point. 24. The most high is the spirit. And by, hold, on, hold, on, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I hope this don't drop off, folks. Last week it did drop. It's saying I have no recording time left. Normally, it lets you go over an hour. So if this if this show drops, y'all, I apologize. But it's saying right now I have no time left. And Blog Talk did that to me last time, and uh, I didn't appreciate that. So uh, hopefully this, this show will go in at least another 30 minutes. All right? So I just want to say that to the brother. If it does drop, look for another show on tomorrow. We should, go, we should be good for another hour, actually. It lets you normally go over an hour. So go ahead, brother. 
John 4 and 24. Now, I'm going to go to 24. The most high is the spirit, and they that worship them must worship them in spirit and truth. I read those scriptures to prove a point. A lot of people love to say it don't matter what color Christ was. If this written in scriptures, he said, I go, if you believe I have the scripture, have to say, I go, belly shall flow, river to live in water. And since the scriptures say the most high of the spirit, and you must worship in spirit and truth, if you don't care what the truth is, what are you worshiping? So if you worship, if you believe in Christ and, and the Holy Father, then you got to get your truth up. And if you say it don't matter, it's because you don't, you don't want to believe in what it is. In the Apocrypha, chapter 3, 1 Maccabees, chapter 3, verse 48, it states this right here. That in, lay open the book of the law. We call it the Bible or whatever, or the Torah. Wherein the heathen has sought to paint the likeness of their images. Meaning, heathen are simply Gentiles or other nations. The other nations seek to paint their images of the, what they call, iconoclasm. Type that in when y'all get a chance. Google iconoclasm. And you'll figure out why this false image of Christ came. And the, the scriptures talk about that. And also say another scripture. I can't remember the scripture right now, but a father loses son and he makes his son like a god. When you do the research on that image of Christ, that is Cesare Borgia, the sixth, the, the son of uh, the sixth Pope of Rome. Uh, I forget his name. Some Borgia. I don't, it don't even matter. But when you do the research on him, he died. He was a homosexual. His lover was Michelangelo. That's who painted the picture that we, I used to honor and most of the people still honor today. So first of all, that's breaking the second commandment, make no graven image. So graven images are... Objects used for worship and veneration. So a picture of your family member, if you don't worship that family member, is not a graven image. So people try to get stupid with it. That's what it means. So when you get a picture of Christ, any color, that's actually that's breaking the commandment. But then you, you make it a blasphemous breaking of the commandment when you make them a false image, which we have in our churches and on a lot of these walls nowadays. So it does matter what image he was, and it does matter... What he said, and it really matters more important than his image is if you follow him in the spirit and truth. I mean, keeping the commandment, not making excuses, say, uh, I'm a, we're under grace. Grace is like a credit card pill. You still got to pay the bill, brother. So that's my point. I had other stuff to say, but I forgot it already. So it don't even matter. Hopefully somebody well, got a fad from that. Let, 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 me, let me ask you this since you held on for a while, brother Gabriel. Um... I run into this a lot. You know, the brother from London, Derek, I appreciate him being bold enough to make his stand. He is not alone. Lots of people say what he say, but most of the time when they hear you out, I'd say 90% of the time they hear you out, they change because they realize you're not the racist. Again, you said you worship this image, not the image, but you worship the person that happened to that image belong to. And you know that wasn't him, but you thought it would look similar, and you didn't have a problem with it. One of these days, these folks are going to understand that the ones that are the racist, they don't have to say white. If you're setting policy, you don't have to ever, ever, ever say white in your life. You don't ever have to say anything about we white people need to, or black, 
You don't have, all you got to do is set policy because you are in charge. When you're in charge, you don't ever have to say white. But we are the soldiers of I won't say nothing. I don't like people like that. You know, that's what people listen and find out what's going on in the show. Find out the angles people are coming from because little did he know, I believe in spiritual warfare probably more than anybody. I honestly do. And I think these spirits is actually infiltrated. Uh, a lot of people in power, and the people that's in the most power is white people, uh, so-called white people, if I can say that. No such thing as a white race based upon skin color. I know that. Y'all know I say that all the time. But these people with little pigmentation, I'll just call them that, people with little pigmentation, they have ascribed to these certain philosophies by Satan. And they have put out these lies that break down people. Now, somebody say, where did Satan get it from? I do think what's behind Satan is the father himself. I know that sounds really crazy, but I think the father said, if you don't do this, I'm going to break you down. And so the way he allowed it to be broke down, he allowed the enemy to come, and the enemy know that he has free reign on these people, so the enemy comes up with schemes to break the people down. Uh, 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 most high only allow him to come up with certain schemes because he has to allow all of this. So if he say you're going to be put in slave ships, the enemy uh, loves to oppress people. So he sees that these people can be put in slave ships because that's what the prophecy says. And I think he's the one that carry out by lies and philosophies through man. So I think the father ordained it because Israel was knuckleheads and disobeyed. So really Israel did it to themselves. They're the ones that put themselves in, in, in this captivity. Now, again, I don't want nobody thinking just because I believe that the nation is operating under a curse that individually individuals like you and I, if we obey the most high in our homes, if we obey the most high in our houses and our homes with our families, that we uh, uh, we are not cursed if we obey the Most High. In other words, like the Scripture says, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord or we shall serve the Most High. If you and your house decide that, you'll be blessed. But your nation, classic example of that, look how much power Christ had. But his nation was operating under a curse. They weren't free. They weren't in cap- they, they was in captivity. They didn't have their own land. The Romans ruled over them. They was not liberated. But yet Christ came on the scene. So what I'm saying is that's how we are today. Our nation is in captivity. We can say all whatever we want to say, but the proof is in the pudding. All you got to do is turn on any, any news network. Our people is in captivity. But you can have liberty as you accept the most high. Let me say that. So... All we're doing this show, brother, I'm about to ask you some questions, Brother Gabriel, so I want you to get ready because, you know, the gentleman on London is still on the line, uh, Ruthie in New York is still on the line, other people still on the line, and I want them to hear your rebuttal to what I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, if you don't mind. But before I do that, I just want to say, folks, please understand that those in power never have to say black and white. They just, 
do something racist, and we got to come behind them and say, hey, why come all the black people didn't get all this? How come all the black people didn't get benefits? This is a racist thing. This is the black. And then here he comes, uh, our friend Derek Cooper from London, flies in on a business trip or whatever he comes for, and he see all these black people marching and saying, this is not right. The white man trying to keep us down. And then some of us are not believers. We don't believe in the most high. So we out there with some choice words, like these crackers better give us our right, blah, 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 blah. And so he hear all of this, and he say, American black people is the most racist. No, American black people is probably more empowered than any other non-white people on the planet because we is in a strong economic base, uh, can speak a little bit more than we can in other countries. We're able to boycott and do things like that, and, that's, and plus we own, America owns the TVs of the world, so whatever America do, white America does, all black America do, everybody see it anyway. So... These so-called dark-skinned people in America is the most visualized, the most televised, and whites in America is the most televised. So anything whites in America do, all blacks in America do, good or bad, India knows, China knows, everybody knows. So, yes, it looks like we're the most racist. I agree, it does look like that. But you need to listen while we're sitting up saying, ouch, go find out where the stone came from and see who the racist people are. And then go fly to Africa or some other countries where maybe there's, I know Africa's going through it, but, I mean, go to, go some other place where blacks are living fairly modest and see if they talk about racism. No, they chill out. Go in some affluent black neighborhoods. They ain't talking about no racism because they chilling out. But in the Chicago's, the New York's, the Washington, D.C.'s, the L.A.'s, they're going through it, brother. You just told everybody where you live and what kind of people you be around. Plus, you travel all over the world, so you're not around no poor folks. No offense to you, Derek, but I'm just saying we. this is what I meant when I said early in the show that this is why it's going to be a black thing that God does in the end, that the Most High does in the end, because white males simply ain't going to want to preach it. They ain't not going to want to touch this with a 10-foot pole because it makes them look bad. This message I'm talking about tonight make white America look bad. But if you really listen long enough, you hear me say that it was the most high that did it to Israel and not so much white people that they was just merely somebody he used. So, Brother Gavia, you're on the hot seat now. I want to ask you questions. Go ahead. Are you there? All right. I'm going to play the devil's advocate. I'm not going to say the devil's advocate. I'm just going to play advocate. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to answer it. And I'm only doing you this way because you was on the phone for so long, and I'm giving you a little extra time because you were so patient. That's all I'm doing. Okay, anybody else on the phone line with a question, raise your hand, and I'll come to you. And Brother Derek, just raise his hand again, but I'm going to come to you later. Brother Gabriel, suppose I say this to you. Brother Gabriel, you always come on this line talking about black folks, you know, why do you have to always say black? Why come it just can't be people? Why can't it just be the human family? Why do you have to say black? Me personally, I don't use black when I, unless I have to to prove a point. Because I understand black means absence of color. We were called colored, so that's absence of, of intelligence using black. And first of all, you know, I ain't black. I, I'm like a chocolate 
uh, not even chocolate. I'm in between. I'm not light skinned. I'm not dark skinned. So black would not fit me. But I have no problem answering no questions. But you can bring the but the uh, Derek on if you want to. But I got one thing. One I got a rules of engagement. I'm gonna read the scripture for him so you can understand. Blame not. This is apocrypha. Ecclesiastes chapter eleven, verse seven and eight. Blame not before thou hast examined the truth. Understand first and then rebuke. Rebuke me sharply correct. Answer not before thou hast heard the cause. Neither interrupt men in the midst of their talk. So my point is, you can you put them on at the same time with me, but we do things in order and this is first Corinthians forty, fourteen and thirty nine was a forty. I can't remember right now. But order and decency. I speak, he rebuttal, you know, whatever. As long as he ain't talking over me and trying to fight me. He can bring you can put him on. He asked his question. All I'm right, gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Brother Derek Cooper, you are back on the air with Brother Gabriel of Chicago, Brother Derek Cooper of London. You are on the air with Brother Gabriel of Chicago. Go ahead with your question or comment. I agree with everything that he just said. I agree with Gabriel. Everything Gabriel just said, I totally agree. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Brother Derek, because I'm going to be honest with you, brother. I'm just going to be honest like you've been honest with me. I take white males that call this show with a grain of salt. People call this show, I can count on hands how many times in three years, White males have been serious. They come on with this arrogant life. You don't, because you know, every once in a while I may break a verb or do something to yeah, a noun and not may not pronounce something. Well, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're serious or not, but I just hope you understand our heart. Me and this brother, he calls this show a lot, and I don't even believe in a black race uh, per se. I don't, I don't. The race word ain't even in the Bible. The word race. Referring to uh, referring to a race based upon skin color, no such thing. Not even in the Bible. So we don't like to use it on this show. I don't really like to say black man, white man. I say it so everybody know what I'm talking about. But I believe in humanity with different degrees of melanin, and I think the melanated people was here first. But just because white people's skin is recessive, don't mean that melanated people don't have things recessive about them. You may have a full head of hair, whereas my hair is receding. It's recessive. I don't have a full head of hair. Okay, no, that comes from I don't skin. have a full head of hair, mate. I'm going baldy. Same as everybody else. I'm a human being like you. My hair's going baldy. If you're going baldy, I'm the same. I'm going baldy. If you turn, well, if you took my head off and turned it upside down, it looks like I've got hair because I've got uh, I've got chin whiskers. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Take my well, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Brother Gabriel, are you still on the line? Yes. Okay. Now, I, well, it's nice to know that the brother agree with you. That That's nice to know that. But, you know, it's, 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 the Bible says, how can we walk together unless we agree? So it's good that he agreed. And that's what really this show is about because we should become one mind, one thought, one symbol, one one beat, so to speak. And that's really all I want. I, I would love, love my brothers and sisters that happens to have less pigmentation to understand that a lot of black people are not really racist. They are yes. just angry. Yes. They ain't, they're, they're, they're angry. 
they're very, yes. very angry. Yes, yes, and 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 they should be, and they should be for everything that's happened to them in the past. But that was a long time ago. You know, it's time to move on. I mean, see, if us free, if us free, me, you, and Gabriel were all in the same room right now, having a cup of tea, talking about things, we'd all, we'd all agree with each other. We'd all agree. We'd all pat each other on the back and say, yeah, we're, we're all right. It's not us that's wrong. It's the rest of the world that have got it wrong. We're right. We know what is right. It is the rest of the world that has got it wrong. And that is what we need to change. All three of us. Because I agree with everything that you've said. I agree with everything that Gabriel has said. And together, all three of us, we could change the world. I agree. We could. It can be done. It it can be done. I agree. Well, that's what I try to do with this show. I mean, my goal, I'm not just sitting up for doing a blog, man. I'm telling y'all, I'm very serious. Brother Gabriel, I know I've been doing it for three years. I want to erase the whole concept of race based upon color. That's number one. I want black people to quit saying the word black. Why do you quit saying the word black? I don't know what we're going to call each other. I like people with less pigmentation. Yes, okay. mate. It's, it's time it, to it, let I it go. It's time to let it go. It's time to let this black issue go. It's time to let it go and see the race well, brother, as a well, human race. A, a human race, but brother, not but brother individuals. Derek. We're all as humans, you know? Can I say well, something now? Go ahead. I got a point I want to make. First of all, not to disrespect the brother, but uh, you're kind of wrong on one point. You said the things that happened to us in the past, that is an absolute uh, beer goggle way of looking at things. Why I say that? Because, like, when you got beer goggles on, certain women look good to you. But that was just a joke. But long story short, if you look at statistics, we're going to go statistics. In America, I don't know about every other country because I don't, only lived in America, unfortunately. But in America, over 50% of the population of jails are so-called black people. In the Bible, 42 and 22 of Isaiah said, but this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes, and they are hid in prison houses, and they are for a prey, and none delivered for a spoil, and none said restore. Basically, we get in the system. I mean, some of our choices, but it's so deep, you can't just say, okay, they, they commit crime. Why do they commit the crime? Why was the father not in the house that helped them raise them up to, so they want to think? criminal way to make money. I can go on and on and on, but my point is this. It ain't the same for every man, woman, and child. Uh, you can go look a black woman and a black man. The black woman will get the same job way faster than that black man. Two reasons. Because they like the black woman and they want the woman in power. So you, you, you kill two stones at once. You kill the competition for the black man for the black woman and you put the woman over the man, which weakens the nation. So when you, if all those things was equal to every nation, then you say, yeah, that's equal. Like, I can't walk down the same streets, and the police, me and you, Derek, cannot walk down the same street. Police will pick on me and will leave you alone. Why? Is that how it is, that how it is in your country? Yes, sir. It's called racial profiling. Look it up in New York. It's proven statistically. They... 
In New York, they got a stuffy fruit flaw. Well, that is that is that's something we need to change. That's proven that it's more likely that a white person will have a gun, but they it's twelve to thirteen to one over stopping first that black folks or minorities, so it's called, because we ain't minorities, but I don't want to get into that right now, uh, mess with. So if the stop and fix law is basically geared towards black folks, as a matter of fact, the mayor said they're not, they're not doing the job good enough because they was not putting no stop and fix enough black folks. So it's racial profiling to the umpteenth percentage. I don't even want to get into stats for stats attorneys, and whoever will give it to you is on what they want to mess, they want to relate. So I don't follow that, but it's a key thing to understand. In all the countries in the world, America got more prison population. Half yes, of them is so-called Negroes. Yes, so you tell me, we, we ain't got to go into education. They say equality in education. Actually, we have a separate. Well, let, 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 let's do this. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do this, uh, Brother Gabriel, just to help our brother out and anybody else listening that, may think like Derek and say, you know what, we should let this thing go. We should let it go. I agree we should let it go when it's fixed. But you don't say to people that's being stepped on, let's say somebody's standing on me, and I say, hey, they're standing on me. Get this, get these people off me. And you say, uh, you get maybe three of them off, and there's still ten of them on me, and I'm still screaming. And you say, okay, I got three of them off. Let's quit talking about this now. Let's move on. And I'm, hey, hey. You say, let's move on. Hey. Now, it's painful to even talk about. And I think that's why it's very natural and normal. Hey, let's get away. Let's quit talking about this. I'm so tired of hearing this. I kind of understand white males when they come on the show and say that because, you you you're not in it, and you get tired of hearing it. Uh, believe me, we get tired of talking about it. But if it hurt, it hurt. That person is saying, "Hey, get them off of me." You don't think their voice is getting hoarse? They're tired of saying it too, but yes. they can't stop. They can't stop. Yes. They're still on them. So what I suggest to white males that really want to be on the Father's side, on the Lord's side, on the Messiah's side, on on the right side, is this. If you don't want to speak out against and you're getting tired of hearing it, I understand. But this is what I charge to every white male listening on the sound of my voice and any other body that's tired of talking about it. If you don't want to talk, if you're tired of talking about it and it really upsets you and hurts you, not a problem. Find some organization that's a rock wall that's on it and fund it. And I'm not trying to solicit money for me. I'm serious. I'm saying find an organization that's got teeth, that's making changes, that's revealing the enemy, that's really doing spiritual warfare, and fund it. And you don't have to get involved with nothing. You don't have to go to no marches. You don't have to look at it on TV. Just have so much come out of your paycheck. And that way you know in your heart of hearts when you look in the mirror, I'm helping the cause as best I can. I'm helping the cause as best I can. Because everybody don't need some marches. Some people need funds. Some people like Al Sharpton, them people need legal, they got legal fees. They need some people to help them. So all people that's tired of hearing it, and you really see it, but it's, you just can't help it, it's too big, and you don't know what to do for black people, this is what I say again. I understand. It's too negative. You don't want to live around it. You want to move your kids 
far from this because these black people are going through it and you don't want your kids to see it, I understand. But to get God's blessing, because otherwise you're going to be charged with the crime of being a bad Samaritan by the father. The father going to say, you didn't visit me in prison. The father going to say, you didn't do good by that person that you found wounded on the side of the road. You know the story of the good Samaritan. You're going to be charged with war crimes by leaving these soldiers wounded. Why don't you help your brother and sister? This is when I tell white males and some black folks and other, other people of all ethnic background that's tired of seeing this, fund it. Put some money in it and leave it alone. Walk away from it, but don't walk away from it. Another way, when you see the father and say, well, what did you do to help those black people? You wasn't in any marches. You didn't do any protests. You didn't write no congressman. You didn't go to jail with them. What did you do? You can say, yes, father, but I funded them. I'm the reason they was able to pay for their bail. This is what I say to the world that's tired of hearing this. Do y'all follow me on that? Yeah, I'll call you. Yeah, I'll call you. I'm with you. Yeah, you know, because it's, it's pretty hard. I ain't going to lie. It's hard to be, I don't been in over, I went to Cincinnati, in Cincinnati alone, I was in over 70 marches for black males. 21 black males were shot unarmed. I'm going to say it again. 21 black males were shot unarmed, killed. We're talking about funerals. 21 black males in a row was killed unarmed in the city of Cincinnati. That was the last riot in the United States. I was a part of that. Oh, but it was a riot. Yeah. I would be, if I was there, I'd be totally appalled if that happened. If that happened in my country, I would be totally appalled at that. Totally appalled. Yeah. That and is, there was lots of There was some white churches that got involved in the end. But I was on that radio every day giving them a hard time. I was saying, where are the white churches? Where are the churches that are supposed to be so loving? Where are you at? Your brothers and sisters being shot down the street. Where are you at? Where is the God in you at? I was every day like a tick, like a gnat. Every day I was talking about the white church. And in the final days, I'm not saying they did it because of me, but in the final, at the towards the end, when that 21st boy got killed, they came out strong. So... All I'm saying is I understand white people not wanting to talk about it, not wanting to think about it, not wanting to raise their kids around it, the, the, the loud sirens. You don't want to see black males on the ground. You don't want your kids to see that. I understand. I, if it was me and I was, a, and I was a white male, I would get enough money, move away from all this stuff, but I would fund it. And you keep curses off you that way because you are a force behind the scene. You are a force behind the scene. See, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, you guys, you won your freedom over and over and over and over. Not that, not that it was even something needed to be earned. Your right, your God-given right on this earth is to do what you want, when you want, how you want. Now, you had this in the um, the American Civil War. You were told that, not, not you personally, but, you know, the people were told that if they fought, they would win their freedom. Yeah? Okay. So, you know, they fought, they won their freedom. And then it came to World War Two. Once again, you proved your worth to be a United States citizen. You've done it again. You've proven your worth. And then, now again, you're out in Iraq. 
and now still, you know, there they are people dying out there fighting for one man's greed all out in Iraq, you know, time and time and time and time again. Every human being of the United States, you know, whether it be black, white, Mexican, Indian, Asian, whatever, you're all a united nation and you all need to stand up and say, I have earned my right to be a citizen. And there's no one person, no one person, whether he be white, black, there's no one person that can ever say to you that you have not earned your right to be a United States citizen. And that is what I don't understand. That is what we do not get in my country. We don't get that here. I don't understand. In your country, see, I don't understand. I don't understand it because the black people, as you put it, have earned their God-given right. You have you have fought for your country. You have defended your country. You have built your country. And yet, there's still this thing. Still this thing that I see on all these radio stations and when people talk to me that you still feel like you know, I am, you know, I must fight, I must fight, you know, I must fight. You've already fought your fight. You've done it, man. You've done it. You've already done it. You've already done it. So it's it's not you that needs to change because everything you've done is good. It's not them. You know, it's, I don't know what, I don't know. You've proven it well, time well, and time and time again. Time and time and time again, you have proven that you are a United States citizen. But yet you talk to me as if you are not a part of the United States. You say, well, Derek, you know, you, you say us and them, but it's not. It's us. It's not <laughs> us and them. It's us. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't really, you know. I know, I know, I know exactly what you're trying to say, and I want to share this with you and everybody listening. You know, I refuse to say this is my country. I mean, this is my country. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I definitely definitely shouldn't be fighting to be you no know, doggone citizen. Your ancestors. Because my, my, my lineage, my people have blocked, uh, fought, uh, died, bled, and, and, and not just legally, illegally by the hands of cops and so forth. So you're right. We've earned it over and over again. So this is what lets me know there's a bigger picture. We have to be Israelites because the Bible says that Israel would not find peace in the land of the well, let me say it like he says, and I want to get off. The Bible says it very clearly that the Most High, he said in Amos verse Amos 3 and 2, the book of Amos verse 3, of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Therefore, I will punish you for all your transgressions. He didn't say he will punish all of the nations of the earth for their transgressions. Listen to the scripture again. verse Amos, the book of Amos verse 3 and 2. Of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Therefore, my friends, my friends, my friends. I promise you. Uh, that's a Middle Eastern book. It's not an African book. It's a Middle Eastern book. They're talking about Middle Eastern people. They're not talking about African listen, people. They're talking about Middle Eastern people. Listen, but listen to what I'm saying. And I want you to. I want to get you to. I want to give you a little homework if I have the authority to do that. I'm asking you to do this. Check this out. I want you to research something called Khazar, Khazars, K-H-A-Z-A-R-S, K-H-A-Z-A-R-S. There are all kind of whites 
that call themselves Jews say with their own mouth that they originated from the people in Khazaria that converted to Judaism. They even say with their own mouth they are not bloodline Israel. This is not every Jew, of course, but I'm saying there are some Jews that have researched like I'm asking you to do. And everything online you can't believe. We know that. But there are institutions that put documents online. Type in the word K-H-A-Z-A-R and read a book called The 13th Tribe by Arthur Kessler. Arthur Kessler, K-O-E-S-T-L-E-R. The 13th Tribe. I mean, you should be able to get this book in audio form possibly. But I'm saying there is so – I got a better one for you. I got a better one for you and everybody listening. Instead of trying to remember all of that, go to my front page. And the Jews are not talks about what – hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, that's it. You found it, but I'm about to give you a whole well information. You think that's something? Listen to me, Derek, and everybody else. I'm about to give you a whole lot. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash five, the number five, underscore smooth, underscore stones. And read the description there where it talks about what five smooth stones is all about. Move to the bottom. It's got a link to my library. Go to my library. You're going to get at least 20 books of authors, scholars, anthropologists, talking about this same thing, and that book, The 13 Tribe, is there as well, and you can get the uh, information, more information on how to get that book. Again, go to my front page, www.blogtalkradio.com, slash five, the number five, underscore smooth, underscore stones, S-T-O-N-E-S. And when you get the description page up, it's going to be right in front of you. Move down. Move, hit the little arrow button, move down, and you'll see a link to my library. You'll see all kind of books talking about black uh, genes, dominant genes, talking about uh, the God perspective, just what, just what the night watching was talking about in the chat room, spiritual warfare. I got books on spiritual warfare. And all types of people talking about how those people in Israel are not the true Jews. They're Jews by religion. Yes, mate. Religion is dependent on where you were born. It's got nothing to do with the real thing. It's also to do with where you were born. If I was born in India, I'd be a Hindu. If I was born in Africa, I'd be a Catholic. If I was born in Tibet, I'd be a Buddhist. You know, it's got nothing. You know, religion is shit. Religion is a very small uh, piece of religion which is pumped into people that makes them believe in something which is not real. But um, I would well, like to, uh, I would like to hear from Gabriel. I would like to hear yeah. from Gabriel because he hasn't spoke for a while. So I'd like to hear what he's got to say. I heard his comment. He kind of slipped in there. He said that religion makes you believe in something that's not real. Partially, that's true. Religion is a tool for control. Religion comes from the. I'm gonna go to the uh, etymology of the word religion. It comes from the Greek word or Latin word. I can't remember right now. Religios, which means to divide, conquer. I mean, I don't forget the Look at it. Basically, religions all are corrupted. Every last one of them, name them, they all corrupted. Now, ways of life that is ordained by the Most High, which is found within the scriptures, you may not believe them, 
Because for whatever, uh, first of all, I'm going to tell you, most reason people don't believe the scriptures because they never taught the scriptures. They never read the Bible. They were told stories, and they were given things like rapture. It's not in the Bible. So if you believe in stuff that's not in the Bible, of course you're going to say it's a fantasy. And if you, you know, all the other religions were started by the Catholic Church. That is the mother of the abominations of the earth. That's uh, Revelation chapter 17. But, you know, we can keep going and going and going and going. Where are you from, well, Catherine? Me, you got a very me, strong let, accent, let, mate. You, let me, you got a let very me just strong accent. Where are you from? Where I'm from? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to know where you're from, yeah, because I like your accent. You've got a very strong accent, and I'd like to know where you where you are. I'm in the Chi-Town area, man. The what? The Chi-Town? One, one of the, the so-called murder capital of the world. Uh, where's that? That doesn't help me. <laughs> that doesn't help me. You know where Chicago what? is in, in the States? Oh, Chicago. I'm in the Midwest yeah. of the, yeah, Chicago. So that's uh, East Coast, yeah? No, it's Midwest. The oh, okay. they call it. All right, mate. It's, like yeah, the well, it's nice to meet you. I'd just like to say hello. It's nice to meet you. It's cool, brother. Ain't no issues. Yeah, and but, Derek, uh, I want you to know. Uh, I want you to know from my heart. I really, 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 really appreciate your spirit. I mean, I yearn to see white males uh, because that's mainly who I need to be talking to. Because black people understand what I'm saying. We've been talking about it forever. We talk about it barbecue. We have uh, family reunions. We have work. This is what we're whispering about. When you see black folks huddle up in the con- in the corner, I mean, edgy. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about mature. Black. I'm not talking about folks going party and every, every every night. I'm saying thinking black folks. We talk about this all the time. But white males is they don't get this, and then they run in circles with people. And I'm not saying they all got money because it's white people broken than black people ever thought about being. It's some of them living. It's all kind of poverty among whites. But I'm saying a lot of whites, even if they're poor, a lot of them they just never come across the same type of information for whatever reason. So I applaud you for listening to a black male share what he think about anything. Serious. Yes, mate. Well, I think um, if it was up to us, us free. If it was up to us free, I think we'd fix the world, the world's problems in 48 hours. All three of us. I think we'd fix it. No problem whatsoever. Because we all agree. All three of us, I mean, let's face it, we're all three of us. We all agree on the same things. Everything, Everything Gabriel says, I agree with. Everything you say, I totally agree with. You know, as far as I'm concerned... If it was all three of us sat in a room, if we ruled the world, if all three of us ruled the world, we'd all sit down, we'd have a cup of tea, and we'd uh, sort it all out. And it'd all be done. Done, dusted. Two days. Two days. Well, uh, that's, that's a lot of faith you have in us, brother. <laughs> but listen, folks, I just want, we got like 20 minutes, and I don't necessarily have to take up the whole 20 minutes. Uh, I just want to say to everybody listening, please check out the library. Please check out the library. If you have any trouble with the things I say, I have a tendency to just say something. And people, my wife one time told me, you just can't say stuff. you got to say where you found it or who you're quoting because who are you to just say something? And, and she had a point there. If I just say something, I don't mean it's right because I say it. So, But when I refer to books, they're just saying something too. So, 
I want to just say this. When we say all this stuff, bottom line, listeners, is your spirit, man. That spirit inside of you. I read earlier how the Bible says that we have an unction from the spirit and need not, excuse me, an unction from the Holy One and need not that any man should teach us. So deep inside, you can read all the books I refer you to. You can read videos. You can do this, you can do that. But you got to listen to your own heart. If white America, so-called white America, is only 9% of the world's population, this is after wicked whites, not the brothers like Derek Cooper on the line, not this brother, not people with his spirit, but there's some wicked whites just like there's some wicked so-called blacks that have went about and have murdered a whole and if those people was on this planet today or their children, children's children, you got to subtract the deaths and the natural causes of death, blah, 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 blah. But there would be less than 1% of whites on the planet. Brother Derek, he'll have a different talent, most likely. He'll be saying something probably different. So I'm saying looking at history and all those people that was murdered, you have to kind of balance the population. This is not the real populated plan. I mean, all these people died. That's like me going right now and dropping an atomic bomb on China and then talking about how Chinese don't have a right because there's not that many of them. Well, I just killed off a whole nation of them. So I'm saying there's a whole nation of non-white people that have been destroyed by the hands of a few whites. So we've got to understand when we look at the Bible, we've got to remember who we're talking about. We're talking about melanated people. And this is to, the reason I bring this stuff out again, again, is to attack the lies of white supremacy that have black people acting like animals through inferiority. And the brother just said, Brother Gabriel just said he lives in Washington, D.C., the capital, I mean, he said Chicago, I'm sorry. He lives in Chicago, the, cap, the murder capital. But what he didn't go into is why they're murdering each other. They're murdering each other because they have low self-esteem. They murder each other because they've adapted to thug life and the fast money. Where are they getting all this from? If they had history of who they were as a people, they would take more pride in their culture and who they are. But these people have been told, you're coons, you're monkeys, you're this, you're that. And then even today in 2013, you might not hear those names from a lot of people, but even to this day, even black folks that's doing well, it's they they, they self esteem is still not right. They don't understand that the most high started out with people that look just like you, dust colored people. They think that going to the army and navy is, is having a career. Like that's something. Going to be a high killer, they think that's a real career. They still is jacked up. Doctors and lawyers have weird mentality. They want to marry white girls, which is totally fine. I agree with interracial because I don't even believe in racial. So I definitely believe in uh, less pigmented people marrying more uh, uh, heavy pigmented. I agree with that, but not because you're now a lawyer or a basketball player. You want to go get a life a person that have less people. There's a sickness among our people is what I'm trying to say, and it comes See, from I, a lack of knowing who... Can I ask Gabriel? Can I ask Gabriel what he thinks about what you've just said, about um, about his people, um, people that live in Chicago killing each other? Can I ask him his thoughts on that, what you've just said? Hello? 
Brother Gabriel? Hopefully he didn't get dropped. This yes, season. sir. I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, Gabriel. Man, you, you got to quit doing that. He'll go away from the phone and more here. Did you hear, did you hear what said about your country, about your state, about uh, all your uh, people killing each other and uh, the only the only well, way to join the forces? Do you agree with that, Gabriel? Do you, uh, you the I'm going to say it like this. I was in the game. Well, I was in the game because it, it was what we basically – they took away resources for people after school and such. I'm not saying that's the only reason. The fathers wasn't in the house, and that ain't the only reason. But when you compile all the things together, you got people that don't even first. If you don't know who you are, you don't love. You can't love yourself. If you don't love the people around you, you don't love yourself. So people have grown to love foolishness. So the fools are venerated. Those that go to prison are uh, honored. So when the, when the society norms has been flipped up in our neighborhoods, what else can you expect? When every image on TV, media, maniac, I ain't going to say that word, monster ethnic destruction in America is killing us because everything, you know, positive images of black folks on TV, especially the women. Only only strong women, they cops. Any other thing, they, they, they some uh, concubine to a false president or something like that, man. So every image we got is a weak image. You might say, I don't follow TV, but everybody ain't the same. I ain't say I did, but when you're kids, you're very influential. So when you got... Would you agree the the only way out, the only way out of your gang culture, as, you know, as as the way I took it, would you agree, Gabriel, that the only way out of the way you are living in Chicago is to join the... The USA military forces. First of all, I would never join the, the no military forces in America because what they fighting for is not even for America. The Jewish powers, though they say they are Jews, but are not. Revelation two nine and three nine. If you have time, read that for yourself. But those powers, they making they pulling the strings, and who they want to go at war with? That's who America goes. Okay, so so you you don't feel that you are in power of your own life. You cannot do what you want to do. Can you not move? Can you not um, pack your bags and make a sandwich and head off? Yeah, I mean, you you can can move, but guess what? The first thing I'm going to see, people say, I I deal with this certain church mostly. I did with a few of them, but the main one, I, uh, they talking about leaving America, which I believe is Babylon the Great. So the point is, I can leave America, but if I'm not living the way of the most high, it don't matter. The ways that I'm living is going to follow me. So if I'm not, if I'm a game banger or have that mentality, I can move to uh, the moon. If there's other people coming out that same, they won't follow you, Gabriel. They won't follow you, mate. You can be whatever you want to be. If you want to be an astronaut, don't be an astronaut. If you want to write yourself a book, you can do it, man. You can do it. There's nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping you. Let me say that, brother Gabriel. He actually, I see exactly where you where you're going, brother brother Derek. Let me say this to you. I hear what you're saying. And you're saying with Americans, the American dream, or in London it's probably called the Britain dream. Or it's in not Switzerland, the American it's dream, it's a God-given just, right. Just, just, 
you know, it's a God-given right, but let me just say this. If it was that easy, America would be running over with with, with doctors, lawyers, all kinds of, listen to me, brother. I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's all kinds of people breaking these barriers, and they always become the first black, and we hear about it. But nobody never thinks. Here it is, 2013, you got the first black this, the first black that. Just because Obama became president don't mean it was that easy for somebody else. This was one man out of I don't know how many billions that lived in this country before him, millions that lived before him. So you can't say, well, see, if you try, you can become president. It don't work like that. It's not like that. I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. You're saying if you put it together, you work hard at it, you make goals. Yes, 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 in most things that may be true. But what we're saying to you is it's the road is harder. The road is harder for African Americans because we are Israel. The Bible says, I know you say, well, that's religion stuff is screwing you up. I can prove it with the Bible. I can prove it without the Bible. It's something unique about African Americans. The Bible says, according to the Bible, I believe we're Israelites. We're living out those prophecies, and one of the prophecies was that this nation called Israel would not be able to rise without the Most High. They yes, my God. Africa already hold is established the Middle Eastern religion. Hold on. We have not established... We have not established, as you talk, we have not established that the Middle Eastern people is the real Jews. No. We think the real, the real Jews is, first of all, they're not even vastly in Israel. They're scattered. One of them is in Chicago on the line with you. Another one right now is in Texas talking to you. We're scattered. We're not in our homeland. I've got some brothers and sisters I go visit up there in Israel, but I don't even think that they're supposed to be there because really and truly, they're just doing the same thing we're doing here. They're just serving that white man, ruling up there in Israel. They're not free like the Bible said Israel was going to become a nation again. So what am I trying to say to you? I'm saying this to you very so clearly. So I want you the, to hear. The, the rule book that you live by, the Bible, is wrong. Because what you've just told me is that you you, you cannot do what it says that you can do. No, and I didn't say that at all. You're, you're telling me that you are African-American. So you're like somewhere down south in Africa, and the the religion that you follow is uh, Middle Eastern, which is uh, Pakistan, Iraq, you know, all them countries. That is where Jesus was born. It's got listen, nothing to do with. Hey, brother, hold on, hold on, brother Gabriel. Hold on, hold on, brother Gabriel. Hold on, hold on. We got nine. Control is real careful. We got nine minutes. They ain't gonna cut off on us, brother. All I have to say is this: I I admire your courage, and you to me get the man of the day, brother Gabriel. done got it. You know, you 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 shown a lot of heart tonight. I mean, you you really probably changed some of our listeners' uh, perception of the average male they call this show anyway. But I want to challenge you to do something, please. Number one is listen to the shows we've done on black biblical proof of black biblical how to go uh, biblical proof of black Jews uh, proof of black biblical Jews. It's like some of the first shows I did. We go into the scriptures and we point out how that Israel what? is nothing but Africa. Hold on, 
in the Middle East at the time of Jesus. Hold on. Everybody started out in Africa. Let's get this straight. And we migrated from... Go ahead. Now, I was talking about the Middle East. Uh, the religion. Let's not use words like Middle East, okay, because that wasn't biblical. Let's stick with biblical phrases, thousands of years old phrases and concepts. No such thing as the Middle East. All of that was Africa, okay? There was no Pakistan. There was no Iraq, okay? Let's, let's call it for what it was. Let's go back thousands of years ago and use the proper ge- geographical terms. That region was full of very dark-skinned people, okay? Those Israelites was very dark-skinned people. When the Crusades came, all of the whites come down from Europe according to Jeremiah 1, as the Bible said would happen to Israel. That's when Israel became lighted up. And that's when people from even Iraq and Iran, a lot of them light-skinned. That's, they come from the, those are babies. Crusades, it's just that lightening up of that area. Those light-skinned people, that is not the way ancient Africa or that, that reason. Look, that's number one. But number two, the proof is in the pudding. In the Bible, it talks about African, it talks, excuse me, it talks about locks and bushy hair and, 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 and braids and nose jewelry and ear jewelry and feet like burnt bronze as it yeah, fire. And John and Peter and all their English names, which is all bollocks. You can't, but, you can't, English don't, hold on, hold on, hold on, English don't exist. England don't exist. Don't bring England in the conversation. English, England, none of that exists. Well, it's English, English. Was there a man called Paul? Was there a man called Luke? Was there a man called Mark? Was there a man called John? Have they all got English names? John Yakanah. Yakanah in Hebrew. Hold on. Me. That's what John's Hold on. But brother, the, but brother, 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 brother. Brother. That was his friend for, for, for uh, Paul. What's his name was Shaul. So you want to, they have English translation. James, Yahweh. You want to keep going? So you, it's Christ. Hold on. Hold on. You agree with me that hold the Bible has been rewritten. It has been changed. So what, what I'm talking about you, is brother, Chinese whispers. Brother, brother. Brother Derry, you got to quit saying this. It sounds, it's like Europe is a baby. English, the word English, that's a baby. That don't belong in this conversation. We're talking about ancient people. Don't you know in history, with regards to the hieroglyphics and a lot of archaeology findings, that if you go so far in history, there is no record of white well, people. It's, it's I, want you to, about I want you to hear me out. United and Richard III, the Lionheart went out, and uh, he was the first one to start the crusade. He went out, so it was a unified England. Right, but wh- right, but what I'm saying is the way King James the sixth and the first, he was Ireland, England, and Great Britain. I forget, I said it wrong. Scotland, Ireland, and Britain. So you know, King James, he was a black man. Look him up. From the, he was a steward, steward and black. His son was called Darky. So. Point is this, brother. Anglo-Saxon, you're probably thinking of Anglo-Saxon. Brother Gabriel, just just tone down just a little bit. You're so loud, we can barely understand you. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna bring you back home. But just yeah, you were real loud, man. Hopefully, I don't be that loud. But I'm gonna bring you back home. Repeat what you said because you said some vital stuff, but you was screaming. Hold on. Go ahead. Excuse me for my. my I'm loud as Isaiah 51, 58 and 1 says. 
But Anglo-Saxon means angelic sons of Isaac. The angelic son of Isaac was Jacob, or Yahweh, like I told you at first, was also known as James. King James, the authorized version, he did not write it. He had 47 Hebrew and Greek scholars to translate it. So that man, he was a dark-skinned man. Look up his mama. Was a, England, and the six of Scotland rewrote the Bible. He did not write the Bible. No, he rewrote Look, it. No, he, he said he rewrote it. it. He rewrote it. But listen, but, he said, but, 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 but you, you Hebrew and Greek scholars and three groups in Cambridge, Oxford, and Westminster. I forgot the third college. But if you do the research and stop talking, like I read the scripture, it says, I'm going to read it again. Plan not before thou hast examined the truth. Go ahead and examine the truth. I'm giving you the truth. Yeah, 47. Okay, Brother Gabriel, just hold on, hold on a second. He Listen, guys, we have three minutes. No, he just, we just excited about what we talk about. That's all. That's how you talk all the time. Me too. Listen, we got, we're going to have like, this thing is going to shut off in two minutes. We got like a minute and a half, so we got to be very wise. Now, I'm going to bring Brother Gabriel and let him finish. I want you to comment. I'm going to have last words. We're going to wrap this up. Brother Gabriel, you got like literally 30 seconds. Go ahead right now. Oh, praise the most high. I have Peace and bless Barack Obama to the market. That's all I got to say. 30 seconds ain't enough. If you notice so, I'll finish. Okay. Appreciate that. Brother Derek, you want to respond? I hate we ran out of time like this, but y'all literally. Brother Derek, you got literally 10 seconds. Cause we, it's it's going to shut off in exactly 20 seconds. Quickly, yeah, well, quickly. I, I, I'd like to say thank you for taking my call. And uh, we're all brothers. We're all brothers and sisters on this planet, and we all should learn to live together. And it, and it, and it is time to let it go. All past Okay, we got happened. like five seconds. We got five seconds. I thank you, everybody, for listening. Y'all go check out the library. That-